Nina. <laughs> I'm glad that's what where I started the recording. That's <laughs> look, at <all laughs> look at all this wine. I'm guessing you're wearing lipstick and you haven't just been already drinking no, wine this for is like just wine, guys. I've just been drinking a nice burgundy for the past two hours. Um, out of, not even out of a straw, like a classy bitch. <laughs> no, um, I was there was a work function today. We went to the AGO, and um, then it was also the free Friday night, which we do once a month. Mm. So I wanted to look nice, so I did. That's what you're seeing, podcasters. That's what you're hearing. Visual Just bits, visual bits, visual <laughs> bits. Break me off a piece of that visual bit. That should be our new visual bit gag. Right until, no. until we get a visual bit. Cadbury or Nestle? No, Nestle. I think makes Kit Kats. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, welcome to Dance Robot Dance, everybody. O M G. We all saw Infinity War finally. You could tell from the pained fucking moments in the last podcast episode. <laughs> if you didn't listen, there were so many times when either Mark and I were like on the edge of our seats, just wanting to talk about it, or Tim was like, "Shut the fuck up, guys! I don't want to hear it." So finally. <laughs> Finally, in Dance Robot Dance, episode 94, we are going to talk about Infinity War and finish our three-episode Marvel arc. So, let's get to it. We have people to introduce. I will be hosting tonight. I don't know if you've noticed. This is Christy. I am hosting. Tim, say hello. Remember, like... 30 seconds ago when Christy was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I have no energy. Podcast and then the second, they were yeah, and then the second she's like, oh wait, I have an audience now. No, I'm just trying to get my energy up. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. If you don't want to, I can be how I actually feel. Oh, Tim, and Mark, just Mark Thanos, I believe, has turned <gasps> Mark into a kitty. Kitten! IV! Mark's webcam is showing us his kitty right now instead, of, instead bits, of his visual bits. Break I forgot to close my door. Visual <laughs> bit. I love her. I have cats. I want to. I can't show you anymore. My office bit. is a goddamn disaster. All right. So. <laughs> so as you can hear, Mark is also here. Hi, guys. Tim didn't even say hi. He just went right to <laughs> mocking me. <laughs> say hello, you goddamn animal. Hello. Hello, Sultry Vixen and Mark and Christy are here for the podcast. <laughs> but yes, we are six episodes away from episode hundo, which is very exciting. Mark is planning something that we don't know about yet. It's not that big a deal. Oh, girl, I'm excited. <laughs> and, um, but because we want to talk about Infinity War, and we know that you want to listen to Infinity War, which is why you clicked this episode, we are just going to breeze through the news. So why don't we start with some news? Here's some news. I got some news for you. All right. So here's here's your news. I feel like Christy hasn't had an audience in a couple days. Like she's nope. I she did just, yesterday. Ha ha. No, she did. Uh, she did okay. her. She taught her uh, her improv class oh, yesterday. Right. She did. It was a lot of fun, but at the beginning, I was like no good. Anyway, so we got some news. So DC has announced that they are going to have their own streaming service. Why? That's been announced know. for a while. I know, but, but like they're, just, yeah. they're giving out like titles of shows all and the, stuff. All the release dates, yeah. yeah. Swamp Thing and Harley Quinn. Like it, there's gonna be there's gonna be reasons like Young Justice. Yeah, is getting their third season on there. Supergirl is gonna be moving to it. Is it really? Yeah, well, I, th- I think so. The Swamp Thing one was the only one that was like totally out of left field and yes. that nobody really knew was happening yet. And uh, yeah, 
I mean, that's James Wan, the guy that did Saw and is doing the Aquaman movie. So the fact that DC is giving him now a TV show to do on top of Aquaman means that they're probably pretty happy with what he did with Aquaman. So hopefully that means we're getting a good Aquaman movie. And I think I think Swamp Thing could be right up his alley, too. Hey, if they're lucky, maybe he's their Russo brothers. You know what I mean? Like they can lean a lot of that franchise on him the way they have been with those two brothers. So, Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Just in the article, though, I noticed that, you know, they are doing their Harley Quinn animated series, which we've talked about a little bit. And the uh, Superman prequel series Metropolis has been pushed back and is being completely redeveloped for the streaming site. Why are they doing what? They're doing another one of those? Yeah, because it was originally going to focus on Lois Lane and Lex Luthor before Superman arrived oh, in the city. that show. Oh, yeah. oh, so now yeah, they're yeah. revamping it because I don't think there was a lot of fans that were that happy about it. No, like Krypton. Yeah, we talked about it. And yeah, I, I haven't even. I still haven't started Krypton. Yeah, I saw the first episode. And I was like, a lot of people were like really high on it. I was like, it's fine, I guess. Like, I w- it didn't captivate me enough to continue to watch it. Not that anything has mm. in the last little while, except for these Marvel movies. So fair. Well, anyway, so there's that. We've talked about it before, so we won't go into too too much detail anymore. Um, apparently, the TV show Gotham is setting up the first battle between the Joker and Bruce Wayne. With only two episodes left in the season, I don't watch Gotham. I really should, but like, uh, this is probably a big deal for people who watch Gotham. Yeah, I haven't watched the second half of the season yet. I'm behind on it, but it's been good overall. It's had some interesting takes on stuff, and I do like what they've been doing with their Joker character. That I don't think they've actually called the Joker actually yet, but his name is yeah. still can't call him the Joker until Batman's there, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess I don't know. I mean, this one, I mean, it's like Smallville, right? Like everything's out the fucking window in terms of continuity. It's just like you know, we've uh-huh. already got a Riddler and a. Solomon Grundy and a penguin, you know, well before they we did Solomon fucking Grundy. I would, I, I need to watch the show. It was the uh, penguins, like right hand man, like henchman kind of guy got killed and dropped in slaughter swamp and came back as Solomon Grundy. Solomon Grundy. It was oh, okay. That's weird, but not great. <laughs> All right. But they did it. Right. It's a thing. It's a thing they did. <laughs> Most of my experience with Solomon Grundy comes from either those Tim Sale, Jeff Loeb books or the Arkham games where he's treated very supernaturally. You know what I mean? Like he's very much like a reanimated corpse and like, it's pretty gross and stuff like that. So it's weird that like a TV show would take that character on. Yeah. I never actually thought I would see him taken on. I guess it makes sense. A TV show would take him on. It's not something you would put in a movie unless it was probably like a cold open kind of thing. Like I can't see anybody as a main, villain. really using Solomon Grundy as a main villain. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. you do like a, too mindless. the Legion of doom, like a team kind of, uh, yeah. you know, injustice league kind of like team, which is one thing I really want to start seeing as I think I said last week, I want to start seeing more in comic book movies is I want to see, you know, not just like hero versus he- or villain or, group of hero versus one villain and his faceless yeah. horde kind of thing. Yeah. I think the first one who gets to a team like team on team dynamic will be interesting. Cause they haven't really done that. Like they kind of hint at it in, in what we're talking about today, like an in infinity war, mm-hmm. but like they undersell certain aspects of it. So true. Yeah. Okay, we're going to move right along. Just though, I need to start watching that show. I will be posting this. This is just a little fun thing um, on the DRD Facebook page. It's a super cut of Benedict Cumberbatch stopping Tom Holland from spoiling <laughs> Infinity Wars. I saw stuff. that. Yeah. yeah, that was solid. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's really fun. And it's, it's very like, cute. He's literally like censoring him. He's like, beep, Talking over him and shit. There was a lot of articles in the, like, ramping up to infinity war like where the two of them were on press junkets and stuff like that and it was all just like oh again 
Benedict Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch, Batch sent, uh, saved Tom Holland from spoiling the fucking yeah. movie again. Like, I guess they must have just put them together intentionally because Tom Holland keeps his mouth shut, yeah. and Benedict Cumberbatch is like really good at keeping his mouth shut. So he's just like, no, you're his babysitter. Like, go. And, and it's super, it they're super funny together. Yeah, he can do it without being a dick. Yeah. And now there's yeah. people going back and looking at past interviews with the other Marvel MCU actors and like being like, oh my God, he totally spoiled that. Like when yeah. the, the interview with Mark Ruffalo just straight up says like, wait till you see the next one. Everybody dies. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys know that Ron Howard was the new Star Wars, a solo, like a solo Star Wars story director? Was that yeah. announced a long we time talk, ago? We talked about that. We've talked way, about this way back when the, the Lego movie guys got taken off of it. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I was like, uh... But I, I know we have talked about... Still doesn't change my indifference to, towards that <laughs> yeah, movie. Like, regardless of how many trailers I see, and I'm like, oh, I really want to see Donald Glover play Lando. But that's the only yeah. thing in that movie that I'm interested in seeing, aside from, like, Amelia Clark. I know. Which, that's it. Like, I don't care that much. And I'm, I care less... I thought I would care more after Infinity War. The actual reality is that I care even less now <laughs> after Infinity War. I'm more excited about it than Mark is for sure, but it's not like I'm not as excited for it as I was for like Rogue One or Force Awakens or even Last yeah. Jedi. But it's still a fucking Star yeah. Wars movie. And I'm hoping that like the fact that like I'm probably not going to be going in with like crazy expectations or something like that means I'm going to end up being pleasantly surprised. Mm. That's kind of what our, my takeaway is at, at, like at right now where I'm just like, I have expecting so little this movie can do nothing but like either just completely live up to those very low expectations or blow me the fuck away by being decent at the very least. Yeah. So like it has the potential to be cool. It's just like nothing that they're showing me like garners any interest at all, which is just weird for yeah. like a star Wars movie. Cause like rogue one, especially in the preamble, the rogue one, I was like, that looks amazing. Like, give me that now. Like, they should just be doing these Star Wars movies. I don't want to see any of this other shit anymore. I just want to see this. This is amazing. Yeah, What's well, kind of weird too, right? Because like Star Wars, at least in this most recent iteration, the last three movies, they've specifically tried to do trailers that have not told much, like just given you sort of hints and sort of feelings about the movie rather than giving away much in the way of plot points. And maybe that's working to their detriment now because they're trying to get people more invested in a story that they don't really have much investment in to begin with. Because, you know, with, with the with the saga movies, I've got six movies of pre-story and the and Rogue One leads directly into New Hope. So but this is like mm-hmm. the one that's sort of the least connected to the Star Wars universe, the sort of the, the Star Wars yeah. universe that we know and love. So maybe that's one of the reasons why people are having trouble getting that invested in it. And it also falls in line with like a, like a, a set of stories that people really like. People really like doing prequels of cool characters and showing you where they came from, which kind of takes away some of the coolness of them. Like more often than not, it seems to. Yeah, there's some there's some cases where it's been done well, but yeah, I can't name anyone where it's gone well off the top of my head. And I just had one where it just like completely shit the bed, and I completely forgot what it was now. So let's just <laughs> continue on down well, the I mean, road. Star Wars, right. <laughs> the one you can look. Well, at I mean, there. yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't Star Wars. It, I was I was thinking more like in comics, like where they went back and actually told you the origin of Wolverine right. or something like that, would kind of take speak away yeah. from him, kind of thing. So like the more you know about like where he comes from, I'm like the less interested I am in his as yeah. like a character. And I feel like Han Solo, like I don't need to see the Kessel Run to know that it was cool. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, you know what I mean? Like 
or like how he's like, I guess, stole the, the Millennium Falcon from Lando or whatever happened kind of thing, like won it from him or what happened. Like they told me the story. I can what I make up in my head is more interesting than what they're going to show me in this movie. Yeah. I'm assuming except Donald Glover is Lando, <laughs> which is going to sell a ticket yeah, regardless. It's, it's that stuff that's almost just become like geek legend at this point, And you don't really need yeah. uh, maybe don't need to see it on the screen. Well, maybe maybe it's kind of like that episode of Jessica Jones season two where they go back in time and I'm like. They told us already all this happens. I didn't need to mm-hmm. watch it happen as well, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah sometimes tell is enough. You don't need to show yeah. everything. Yeah. You know what yep. I mean? Like, but we'll see. We'll see so. in just a few weeks. Yep. Yep. Moving on. Uh, do you know that for Fast and Furious 9 and 10, Justin Lin is back to direct the movies? I don't give a shit about this news, but I thought Mark might. I only give a shit because it means well, I don't actually even think The Rock's doing this, the mainline Fast and Furious movies anymore. So my interest level is less than zero on these movies now if he's not going to be. I think he's spun off into a franchise, like a separate set of movies with Jason Statham okay. now. Well, just so you know, they're going to Africa. So I like Justin Lin's work, yeah, which that, that, that sounds terrible. <laughs> like Justin Lin did a good job on Star Trek Beyond and like his Fast and Furious movies. And I'm not saying this is like praising them. But they are the best of the now Fast that is damning by fan praise. Damning by fan praise. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But yeah, I'm more interested in like Skyscraper coming out than a new Fast and Furious. You know what I mean? Like, I, that's a movie I barely give a shit about, too. I'll just go see it because it's The Rock and it'll be something to kill an Well, do you know with, who's but... directing the spinoff? No. Deadpool 2's David Leach. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And then you get Tim Miller's on something big, too, right now. Sorry, like the guy who directed Deadpool 1, but I, I not, can't remember offhand what it is. Yeah. Uh, oh, Terminator. He's oh, doing yeah, Terminator okay. now. Well, there you go. Moving right along, Spamalot is coming to the screen. A film version is back going to the screen. Back to the screen, yeah. But like the musical version. Yeah. Eric Idle is penning the script, and it's going to be put on by 20th Century Fox, which is now Disney. So I don't uh, know how that's not quite, work. but we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. We're hoping anyway. And uh, in this article, they talk about how Bohemian Rhapsody, the uh, Freddie Mercury biopic, has been moved to a November release date. Is that a forward move or a back move? Like, is it getting moved in or out? I think it's getting moved up. Oh, okay, cool. It must mean it's, well, it must mean it's better than they expected it to be if they're moving up. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. And uh, the guy who directed Book of Mormon, you guys know that musical. Yeah. Yeah, South Park. Yeah. He's going to be directing the, the musical for the film version. So it'll be fun. I have uh, seen Spam a lot. I liked it. it it's fun. awesome. I it's awesome. think I still prefer the movie version. The well, there isn't a movie. It's not. Monty, it's not. Well, I, I prefer the same. Monty, well, no, Monty Python and the Holy Grail has a lot of. Oh yeah, it's a lot yeah. of the same stuff, but it's not. Yeah. It's not Holy Grail verbatim kind of thing. No, no. I don't know that I've ever seen Spam a lot. So, but oh, give me, give me Monty Python and the Holy Grail over Spam a lot any day is what I'm saying. Wow. Yeah, that's. That that could be that goes without saying, I think. Like for most, no, there's probably some musical people that prefer Spam a lot. Those people are wrong. No, I no. Like I I like Spam a lot, um, a lot. But I, it's not the same Monty Python humor. It doesn't deliver in the same way. But I'm still excited because it's you know it's Eric Idle, so it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Power Rangers has been snapped up by Hasbro. Everything Power Rangers will now be owned by Hasbro. That's just a little little Hasbro news. Yeah, they bought some by Bond. Mm-hmm. They bought something else too. I can't remember what it is. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, Captain Marvel. There's been some new photos released on the first of May. So on set, 
which is very exciting. <laughs> and also, uh, what was the last thing that I was going to say? I think that's all the news I have. Tim, do you have anything? Uh, oh, and uh, that the uh, Infinity War broke every box office record ever. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's still biggest, breaking records. Biggest opening right now, weekend too. of all time. Yep. Although I went, my second showing I went to, there was literally, when I got in, like five minutes before showtime, there was literally, like, I was the only person in the theater. And even by the time, like, the movie started, there was only, like, 12 or 13 people in the theater. So, is this your second screening? Yeah, my second screening. My first one was fucking packed, but. Yeah, my first two were like around the opening weekend very tightly. So there's they were very, very packed. Uh the one that I went to today that got shut down because of the power was not full at all. It was still had a, a good chunk of people in it though, which is like a mid-afternoon matinee on a Friday, like yeah. most people are still at work yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I mean my second so. second screening, it was like eight thirty. It was like on a Tuesday, which you'd think would be a relatively well attended showing, mm-hmm. but uh, so it I'm just saying it because we already had a discussion on sort of if, whether it's going to end up having the same legs that Black Panther did. Well, I mean, like the problem is too. like, I mean, Black Panther probably opened on like two screens per auditor like place. I even in here, it's playing yeah. on three screens. You know what I mean? So like it's playing on must be playing on three, three or four screens per theater. Yeah, still it's probably this playing on like 50, 60 percent of the screens in any given theater yeah. across the country. Still, I did see like seven o'clock shows selling out still. So like main yeah. like primetime stuff was still selling out. So mm. there. There. Well, yeah, I but guess yeah. that's that's all the news I had. What about you? Unless uh, I, I don't really want to talk about the Celine Dion video because that's more of a you need to see it rather than I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet, but you know, <laughs> it's on the uh, it's on the Facebook page. I posted it today because it, I needed to. The song itself, I needed I needed to share. The song itself is truly terrible. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a Celine Dion song. It's, yeah. Of course, it's gonna be um, horrifying. Just, just watch it on. Just watch it on mute and watch. Yeah, but like Ugh. watch Deadpool's glorious. Uh, you have to listen to it once, yeah. I think, to like get the full effect and just realize like this song is so bad. And then like watching him dance in time to it, I think after you've seen it once, yeah, just play it on mute. I definitely was super thankful that that new Alice in Chains song hit like five seconds after I was finished it because <laughs> I needed some brain bleach after a Celine Dion. <laughs> Like five minutes of Celine Dion, even with Ryan Reynolds. So yeah, How dare you. Uh, He's in it. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Oh, that's God. the big. Yeah. Is that uh, Ryan Reynolds in it? And there's somebody in a Deadpool suit doing like interpretive dance. Let's do a reacts video or a reacts thing. Christy, go watch the goddamn thing now. <laughs> We're only twenty minutes in, and I'm gonna have to cut a bunch of this shit out anyway. So well, in the, in the meantime, Westworld got renewed for season three, which is not gonna fucking surprise no. anybody. No. How were the ratings on that first episode? Did it, did it crush like they were expecting I, it to? I haven't I seen look. it yet. I didn't. No, neither have I. The first, I. I've only seen the first episode. I haven't seen last weekend's episode yet. And then the only other really pretty neat thing was we got to watch Lando or Donald Glover tour cool. us around uh, Millennium cool. Falcon. Oh, I didn't see that. That yeah. sounds cool. I'll look In, at it. Including out. Lando's like full closet of capes because, of course, Lando has a closet full of a capes. A closet of capes? That's yeah. amazing. Of course he does. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's happening. All right. Yeah. Oh, hi, Celine. How are you on this stage? Oh, look at those sleeves. Those are some sleeves. It's like alphabet. Okay, let's see what happens. <laughs> Very dramatic. Oh, she doesn't age. It's it's Celine She's Dion, beautiful. of course. God. It's well, like an angel. The, the she looks like a freaking angel. Oh, sing to me, Celine. 
God, I hate her so much. I hate her so much. <laughs> oh my God. She's the what antithesis of everything I stand for musically. Wait, this is for Deadpool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's from the soundtrack. The oh. Deadpool 2 motion picture soundtrack. Oh my God. Is in she going to be the, the next video, Michael Christy? Bolton? Do you not read anything? <laughs> oh my God. This is brilliant. Captain Jack shh, 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 shh. Oh my God. <laughs> well, like. If we're quiet, it defeats the point of actually doing a podcast. That's true. That's talk. true. So, that's like, true. we need to talk <laughs> oh while you're God. watching this so that, like, whatever. How's it going, Tim, man? Like, uh, how's your week been? You know? Yeah. She's oh, my God. This, this is sensational. A lot, of, lot, lot of driving. Nashville is not a short drive from Atlanta. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. Really? You did that drive? Yeah. So, well, I mean, it's, uh-huh. like, four and a half hour drive. By the time I get to an airport, get all checked <laughs> in and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, she's so smooth. When he walks out in fucking high heels, yeah. or whoever that is walking out in high heels, just yeah. like I lost my just, mind. That was hilarious. Playing those hips. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I feel like I'm sure it's a dancer who's actually doing that, but I feel like Ryan Reynolds must have been like on set at the yeah. very least. You know what I mean? Like, like come on. He, he probably like wanted to. He's like, come on, yeah. Guys, I bet you there's many tried it. Okay, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> there has to be a take of him trying to do it somewhere that they need to release what eventually. Is this dance? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. So good. It's so good. <laughs> is he really doing the dance? I don't know. That's like, who knows? But like, if it is awesome, if it's not, well, they fooled me enough that like, I still think it's awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> and at least he shows up at the end. Yes. <laughs> this is outstanding. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at him dance in his heels. The fucking end is the best. Like the end just killed yeah. me. <laughs> I love that she's like totally into it too. Oh, she's like totally like my heart will go oning it. Like she's like going crazy on that stage. Yeah. She's badass. I love her. Ugh. Ugh. Look at this video. Like it's brilliant. Whoever's on this marketing team is like just a freaking genius. I legitimately think it's just like Ryan Reynolds coming up with a bunch of wacky bullshit and be like seeing what sticks when he goes into those meetings and just being like, I want to do this for marketing. They're like, uh, how are we going to do that? Okay. Just go ask. Just go ask. You'd be like, all right. And then it just kind of falls together because he's Ryan Reynolds, I guess. <laughs> and they have like, fuck you money to spend on this movie. I'm assuming after all, like how much Deadpool made the first time out. So, yeah. Oh my God. It's so funny. Oh my God. What's happening? Why is he yelling at her? <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was Ryan. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Yeah. That exchange is the best part of the movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we need to do it again. <laughs> need you to bring it down to about a five. Five and a half tops. This is Deadpool 2, not Titanic. <laughs> you did that at the same time that it's re- he's saying it. <laughs> Just phone it in. Yeah. I like that. I, I only- <laughs> this thing only goes yeah. to 11. Spider-Man. Wait, I should have asked who? Wait, sh- NSYNC. He says NSYNC. <laughs> This thing only goes to 11 Spider-Man 11 (laughs) Spider-Man She should have been like No, it was a Canadian or something (laughs) But I'm I'm very satisfied with that Thank you for bringing my life You can't use that joke because he's Canadian Like they actually made Deadpool from Regina Like Ron Reynolds now So he's legit in canon Fucking got Canadian also (laughs) Of course he's like Which is just the best I'm so glad he's Canadian what well, just means we we have we have claimed to at least two really awesome superheroes because Wolverine's Canadian and so is Deadpool. So was, there you was go. Was Deadpool not American in the comics? Because he was part of like Alpha Flight or whatever, wasn't he? Or 
Uh, oh, he's for part of X Force. Yeah, uh, start, but like, I don't remember him actually having like a specific like location. And I think he was crazy enough that he didn't actually remember it. So now that they've kind of retconned it in the movies, I think they've kind of gone that way in the uh, in the comics too. I don't read Deadpool that often. I haven't read it since Cable Deadpool back in the day. Yeah. Um, that was my introduction to the character mainly. But I don't know. Like sometimes the like the writing on Deadpool books can like be either like really funny or just like super cringeworthy depending on who's writing it so yeah. it's not a book that i follow until like somebody's like oh this runs funny want, yeah you should check this one. and then you should go read it because like otherwise you're just gonna get a you're just getting like not good dick and mm-hmm. fart jokes yeah. like you know what i mean just regular dick and fart jokes yeah just like run-of-the-mill dick and fart jokes and if i want that i can listen to old episodes of this fucking yeah. show yeah, so. exactly or or smodcast or something along those lines. or a smodcast yeah. or something like that yeah <laughs> Something that I don't actually have to read yeah, is what I'm yeah, trying to yeah, say. Yeah. I don't have to put any effort in. Um, Who wants to read? <laughs> but yes, so you know what? We've got our we've got our news done. We're we're making good progress. Let's move on to Tim. Are you ready? Geek of the week. Geek of the week. Good job, geek of the week. All right, let's talk about it. So, Mark, what was your geekiest thing that you did this week? What was your geek of the week? Well, I mean, aside from like seeing Infinity War three times, uh, I will go. We're going to talk about that in depth. I think um, I'm assuming that's we're talking about Infinity War this week, right? Like that's. No, the I thought we were just going to talk about the sol- all the trailers that showed. Yeah, ahead. Right. all the trailers. Exactly. Let's solo. talk about all- yes. All right. And and that and that Mission Impossible yeah. movie and. Yeah. <laughs> is there another? Wait, is there is there another Mission Impossible movie coming oh, out like get this that year? Trailer? That's the one that. That's no. the one that uh, fucking. Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill right? had to keep the mustache for. I won't go see it in theaters, but I that's go. The, I, that's the movie that fucked the Justice League. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I don't think that, Justice League only has Mission Impossible Six to fucking blame its problems on. You know what I mean? But that's neither here nor there. Geek of the week this week, and it is not Infinity War. I saw Alice in Chains at Massey Hall. It will be the last show I see at Massey Hall pre renovations. They are gutting the old girl and like doing a whole like revamp of her. It probably needed it though. It's oh god, down venue mm-hmm. since like I I was last there, which was like yeah, it's not fifteen years ago, dude. It was a rundown venue the first time I went to it, like in nineteen ninety nine. So I don't. It definitely absolutely needed the revamp, but it was nice to get in there one more time to like see something because like it's a historic venue and like it's still won't the best sounding venue I've ever been in, like the sound in that building is fucking flawless. So that's the one thing if they fuck up when they renovate, people are going to go lose their minds. But yeah, the seats are like uncomfortable and a grand total of about six inches wide. So like me jamming my giant self into the seats is not that comfortable situation to be in. Like, yeah, the stairs feel like they might cave in under you when there's like more than three people on them and that kind of stuff. But you know, it's one of those venues that like, somebody should write a book about eventually. Maybe I will. I don't know. But like I was thinking about it while I was sitting, I'm like, somebody should write a book about this place, especially now that it's being gutted and like redone. But yeah, um, no. And like Alice in Chains, like was the perfect band to see there. It was, they were great. I was super excited to like get in there and see the set. The set was awesome. It was very little greatest hits, but mm-hmm. it's kind of what I wanted like out of a show from them. I haven't seen them in like 10 years. So it was cool to get in there and enjoy some rock and roll on a school night i guess fucking loud so <laughs> i bet well i'm glad you had a good time it was great oh yeah all right well yep let's keep going tim what was your gig of the week besides the main topic of our episode probably i got to sort of indulge my uh my cocktail nerd a little bit this week um i was in nashville for a few days for work and nashville has 
an outpost of a pretty well-known New York cocktail bar called Attaboy, where there's no menu. You just, it's sort of like speaking style. You just go in, you start like having a conversation with the bartender and they start like asking you questions about like what you like, what you don't like in a drink and that kind of thing. And then they're just like, all right, I'm going to make you something. So it's, you know, it's just like sort of trust the dealer kind of thing. And uh, yeah, the drinks were, were great. And I had a really nice tiki drink and a really nice sour and a really nice Calvados apple brandy drink. And it was just a nice way to chill out after. After a long day of work, it sounds rad. I'm going to uh, I'm going to cut your first sentence and tag it at the end of the episode so that it says I indulge my inner cock nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even uh, I don't even know what that looks like. What's a cock nerd look like? Uh, you pretty much is what I'm assuming. <laughs> just, oh, a nerd, right. just a nerd for dick. Just nerd who loves dick. <laughs> there, that's the tag yeah. now. All of us. That is that's <laughs> so <laughs> weird. I love it. We have fun editing all that together. But yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, um, okay. I guess I'll give. I love my- it. I absolutely fucking adore it when we get gay enough to throw Christy off her game. Like that's <laughs> that's my favorite part because now she's beat red too. Like she's so blushing because of our bullshit. Oh. Also, the reflection of the screen <laughs> and, and, and the red wine. It's starting to just flow that's through true. her veins. You would think nearly a hundred episodes later she would be used to you and I like hitting on each other over the podcast, but like nope, still nothing. So Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my geek of the week was uh I guess so my geek of the week was I guess like yeah, it was it was last week's podcast episode on Sunday, so it still counts as this week, and working so fucking hard to not spoil things and then sitting with Mark for like 45 minutes after we hung up. So we could talk (laughs) about infinity war. (laughs) Yeah, we really did. Yeah. Yeah, We really broke it down. How is that more geeky than you teaching an improv class last night? Cause you guys always say that I should do more geek stuff and less theater stuff for my geek of the week. I don't think we've ever said that. Mark said, no, I've said, I have absolutely (laughs) said that. (laughs) All right. Yeah, no, I, well, I guess, yeah, last night I had a really good time teaching my improv class. That was a just a baller time. And then I put it on Facebook and I got so many likes and people were just like, we had such a good time. And I got people texting me telling me how much they loved like the class. And it was just like a really good feeling. I was really happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've had, I've had a good week. It's been good. It's been insane, but it's been good and it will continue to be insane, which is fine. But yeah, um, I finally start my video game or not my video game, my voice acting on um, on Tuesday, too. So that'll be exciting. Nice. We'll see how that goes. But anyway, I think it's time for the meat of the episode. Infinite meat. Gauntlet meat. Pound skewered, it. Skewered disappearing meat. Soul meat. Soul meat and mind meat, meat and mind space meat, meat and space meat, power meat, time meat, matter meat, matter meat, <clears throat> no, meat matter. Space. I said no space. matter stone. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? Jesus Christ, Marvel what the zombie! Fuck is wrong with you? I can name the fucking infinity stones. I actually can't. If you actually asked me, I probably couldn't actually space, name all six because I would soul, get stuck. In. Power. Time, time, 
and mine. And you would think after the amount of Marvel versus Capcom I played, where the Infinity Stones were like, or Marvel superheroes, I Wait, should I say, where they actually factor into the Tim, gameplay. Tim, I think you said mine but twice. Did I? Wait. Uh, mind, soul, power, time. Jesus. <gasps> mind, soul, See? space. See? It's hard, right? What am I missing? Oh, jeez. Definitely, definitely not matter. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's... Think, whatever. I quit the podcast. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm just disappointed in both of you. Anyway, um, so... I can name all seven dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> Who can't? I can't. <laughs> oh, sh- Whatever. Um, so, um, Tim and I are some more Sleepy, happy, grumpy, dopey, sneezy, bashful duck. Well done. Can you name seven reindeer? Rudolph, Donner, Blitzen. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, like, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. Comet, Cupid, eight. Donner, Blitzen. Yeah. But do you recall the most famous <laughs> Avenger of all? Iron Man is the f- most famous. Okay, I got off. The- I got off the rails. Um, <laughs> I lost it. Um, so we're talking about Infinity War. If you haven't clued into that yet, you're a dummy, or you've just skipped to this part of the episode. So <laughs> you're not a dummy. You're, you're all great. Which well, you're also a dummy because you should listen to the yeah, whole episode. Yeah, listen to the whole episode. You guys, stop being dummies. <laughs> yeah, even if you're listening to this, like. Two years from when we recorded it, and all of the news is completely useless to you at this Such point. Dummies. So, um, <laughs> but yes, so we are going to be breaking it down. Break it down. Break it down. Um, I don't know why I said it like that. I'm really <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, the wine's getting to me already, and I'm like, wee. Um, <laughs> so let's let's talk about Avengers, baby. Okay, anyway, so what was going to happen is we're going to ask, I'm going to ask some questions, and they're going to give me some answers. Let's talk about me. you Let's and start. me. One of us won't survive. And it's me. <laughs> <That's so lame>. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's you or me. The gauntlet says not three. <laughs> Two of us did survive when we did that test that Tim gave us. Tim gave us a test to see yeah. if we uh, if we were spared by Thanos, yeah. and hilariously enough, if you go to did Thanos kill dot M E, it will tell you whether you were spared by Thanos or whether he uh, whether he disappeared or you dis- yeah. you disappeared in the yeah, snap. You were, yeah. you were slain. You get a message that I just says you were spared by Thanos or you were slain by Thanos for the good of the universe. Tim and I survived. Christian, I survived. <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. Mark, Mark <laughs> isn't really here right now. I don't even know what the Infinity Stones are, so what difference does it make, really? I'm Here's useless the thing, in the scenario. If our thoughts about the finale are true, then Mark's probably going to come back anyway, and we wouldn't even notice he was gone because of the time stone. But anyway, we're going to talk about that when we get there. So, <laughs> I got some questions. They got some answers. We're going to go for it. And when we're done, please, folks, please, please tell us what your answers would be. No one ever does it when I say it. Just do it. Just answer my questions. <laughs> it might help if, like, we actually posted Post when them, the episodes yeah. came out. Maybe that's yeah, that was yeah, that's my hair. bad. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, how dare you doing all the audio, all the posting? Get your shit together, Tim, and I do nothing. <laughs> that's not true. Tim posts a lot. <laughs> I comment when I'm tagged. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Christy, Christy shares yeah. the podcast once. Uh, a actually, year. a couple of times this year. Ha ha! It's already been like three times I've shared it. People at work are listening, and I don't know how to feel about it. Fifty-two goddamn weeks. <laughs> well, at least you don't. At least you don't work at a religious college uh-huh. anymore. Just a just as a figurehead in the community. Just kidding. <laughs> anyway, so guys, question one. Here we go. What were your overall thoughts about Infinity War? Mark, give it up. This is now my favorite movie of all time. I've seen it three times this week. I love 
every goddamn second of it. I mean, yes, there's little things I can bitch about, I guess. But overall, I was very happy with everything that happened in the movie. And I really hope you've all seen it because we're going to spoil the shit out of it now. So here we go. Shit out of it. Yeah, we we kind of already have. Yeah, we kind of already have. (laughs) Woo. So uh, was that your overall thoughts? Yeah, like, I don't know what else to say. What do you want me to say? Like, that was great. They did everything they needed to accomplish in the movie. Any nitpicks I have are super minor. I, like, like I said, I've seen it like three fucking times. Like, I paid to see it three times. Like, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Tim, what about you? What do you think? I'm not willing to say it's my favorite movie of all time now, but I did greatly enjoy it. Yeah, I think that it either met or successfully subverted all of my expectations and there were a couple things that i was a little met on but they were things that i was kind of expecting i might be a little bit met on and they weren't things that like really you know killed the movie for mm-hmm. me or anything like that but yeah overall i think it was a very suitable uh sort of climax to 10 years of marvel edging us towards this cliff <laughs> i feel like they probably had a had to really do a very deep scrubbing of the floors after Gross. those showings. At least those first two days, I would assume people were yeah. like pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why I didn't see the movie until Sunday guys. They didn't want to be fucking, I didn't want to be fucking, I didn't want to be knee deep in nerd jizz. <laughs> Dude, you'd be knee deep in your own jizz if you'd saw it anyway. So the fucking difference does it make. <laughs> yes, it was very good. Gross. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that's, you know, at least you enjoyed yourself. And I would say I had I had a really good time with it. I, I you know what? It's my new favorite Marvel movie. Oh yeah, it's definitely number one in the Marvel like movies for no, sure now. Not for me. Yeah. So you're a fucking monster. You're a fucking monster, and you're out of the podcast. I don't want you on the podcast anymore. Oh, I'm geez. done. I'm done with your shit. All right, All right? Oh, you whiny bitch. Because <laughs> your Justice League movie didn't do okay. You know what I mean? It was yeah. average or whatever. You got a shit on my dream. I'm pretty upset that you like. Fine. I mean, wow, this is the first time you guys have fought. I don't know how to like manage this oh. it's not so much fighting it's more just mark losing his shit on i know me. i don't really know how to manage his anger i i just want us all to get along um oh geez uh, so tim and mark are breaking up um no i just overall episode, just for yeah. <laughs> i i had i had more issues with this than i did with like my top two marvel movies you're a son of a bitch uh, wow. with, with, civil, with civil war and with black panther so i think those two still sit above infinity you're a son hey, of whoa. a bitch mr lens and i apologize whoa. to your mother for saying that but you're just, a piece of guys shit. wow <laughs> no i you know what i hope tim dies in a car fire whoa. that's where i'm at that's where i'm at hey <laughs> Ooh. wow gear it up for some some Quality friendship episode. Um, <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, oh, God. Oh, Rick. Oh. Um, so, we're all, yeah. Oh, oh geez, no. Rick. So, we're all going to get along. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're actually, Tim and I are probably actually going to agree about the things he has qualms about. Like, I had some, like, minor issues with stuff, too. It's just, they were. Uh, Mark's willing to overlook more than I am because of his. Yes. Which is. Absolutely. I mean. Just, just natural. Yeah. Dear listeners, this is why they have me on the podcast, so I can be <laughs> the median person who's always like, yeah, I thought it was good. Oh, yeah, I agree about that. <laughs> I'm neither extreme nor other extreme. So, boys, I will mediate you. This is why I'm hosting this week, and it's not Mark. Tim, I always knew, I always knew when we broke up, it would be like the Marvel and DC blood feud uh, would come no. between us eventually. You know? <laughs> oh, jeez. I don't know. Just... Well, Lovers on the, on the opposite sides of the street. You know what I mean? Lovers. 
the dangerous yep. time. Practically a Romeo and Juliet. Almost. Almost. Mont- Montagues and Capulets. Almost. Batmans and Iron Mans. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. Well, let's hope we don't have a blood feud. Um, and uh, <laughs> we'll go from here. Because, Tim, let's be honest. There was no other DC movie that was this caliber. Let's just let's just put it out there. Let's say it. In the last like five years, no other DC film has matched the caliber of the Marvels. No, I would not in the cinem- the DC cinematic or yeah, DC or saying. whatever they're calling it. No, I'm happy to say that. But if I had to put up like the Dark Knight versus this, I might I would have a hard time picking between. That's that's, fair. that's a fair poll, but that's also like that's that a masterpiece. Enough. You know that what was I mean? Very so. deep. Yeah, so yeah good. okay and it's also more like more of a film than this was like this was a great fucking movie and it's super like blockbuster but yeah but it's not a film yeah exactly whereas whereas with a batman movie you can do a lot more sort of interesting cinematic yeah. kind of stuff yeah like there was no black and white but i said i'm not here, i'm not here for that play like i i loved infinity war don't get me wrong <laughs> but like this isn't a film because there were no black and white scenes or old men dying so like <laughs> so um question two because that one took forever this is boating well guys what was your favorite moment top two top two. Oh jesus i don't want to hear honorable mentions just want your top two we got so many things to get through top two top two all right i'll i'll be the first to gush since mark mark is has it out for me now i mean this not maybe not a moment but just that opening mm-hmm. sequence i was really really happy with they Used it to really set the tone for the movie and set the stakes for the movie right off the bat. You know, the cold open where he just straight off fucking kills Heimdall. And then, like, you're like, oh, my God, Heimdall. And then he fucking crushes Loki's throat. Yeah. Uh, And and that fucking that fight with with the Hulk, like right away, you're like, oh, holy shit, this guy can go toe to toe with the Hulk and not even toe to toe like he actively yeah. just fucking cleaned house with the whole he beat his ass yeah down, and i yeah. mean it's it's so so good because you got to see like this is a guy that's clearly on the same power level as the hulk is but he's way smarter and he's way faster and so there's no fucking contest. And stronger like, it actually looked like he was stronger like he was hit like he punched the hulk hard enough to like the hulk was hurt when he hit him which is not something we've really seen with the exception of tony fenrir at the end of did he? Yeah, Tony drew blood from oh from the Hulk. Yeah, I thought you meant from Thanos. Yeah, yeah. Fen- Fenrir is the only thing I think has drawn blood from the Hulk so far. I can't even remember if Abomination broke his skin in uh, Incredible Hulk now. Yeah, but. I can't. Not not that I recall, but yeah. And I know um, it didn't happen in either of the Avengers movies. He just came in and just crushed everything in those two movies. Yeah. So. I don't know. I got the feeling like Thanos and uh, Hulk were like on a pretty similar tier in terms of just overall strength, but it was yeah. just that Thanos is way faster and better trained better yeah better trained exactly and yeah so but in particular like that after thor has had just fucking so much taken away from him and then he has to watch like his best friend and his brother get killed kind of thing like i have feeling thor's on his way to a fucking like break at this point like he can't handle much more kind of thing yeah Uh, but but that relationship i feel like thor and loki's relationship more than any other has really been like the core of the mcu so to yeah. break that right at the start of this movie was really powerful. And again, just like, was yeah, like, it was holy shit, intense. this is what the stakes are here. Well, they really like, they fucking blew up. Like, is there any Asgardians left? Like, nope. they don't really Except particularly answer that. Yeah, they they don't. I mean, maybe. Some got a, oh, sorry, like, never mind. No. I thought you said Guardian. Thor, maybe some, like, 
Yeah, maybe some got away on on escape, like escape pods or something pods. like yeah. that, but you know, they leave it pretty open. They don't really tell you. Plus, you know, we never like Valkyrie was theoretically there, Korg was theoretically there. We don't Meek. know what happened. Yeah, Meek, we don't know how oh, many of them. Or Meek. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I said it just it set the stakes really high and I I was a little surprised. I was like at that point I was like, "Holy shit, they're going to like if this is how many people they killed right off the bat, then we're going to have like somebody dead every like 20 minutes in this movie." And then that didn't really happen. Yeah. But and I feel like those uh, we can get into that later. But I also thought that that was a really awesome way to take Hulk off the playing field right off the bat. Mm. Because after Hulk gets his ass beat by Thanos, he's like my assumption and my sort of theory on why Hulk won't come back out is that he's just scared at this point. Yeah, that's totally why he's not coming back. Yeah. I mean, they never like explicitly say that, but I'm just assuming that's the point. And the one weird part about like the way they played the Hulk, they haven't really talked about like him getting stronger as he gets angrier in the MCU, like in the movies mm-hmm. yet. So like that would be like the ultimate way to like kind of like if he's going to get into a toe to toe brawl with Thanos and actually win would be he'd have to like punch his rage level up in the comics kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that that like aspect of his whatever his power set hasn't really been like expounded upon in the movies at all. So I don't know if they're ever really going to touch on it or not. So yeah, it'd be cool if they did. Like he just got so ragey that he just like, he started to grow uncontrollably and shit like he does in the comics. Cause like the Hulk, as he gets angry, he becomes bigger and more more stronger. Yeah. So that being said, I really hope we do get a Hulk Thanos rematch. Yeah. That would be bad. We're totally going to. I think given like who's left on the playing field, that's almost inevitable at this point. So yeah. So we said, Top two, then? Moments or scenes? Yep, that's what I want to hear. Alright, let's see. My second one, I guess, probably just, again, like, Thanos versus, like, the Avengers finally on Earth. Yeah. yeah. Like, because, you know, he's got all the Infinity Stones, well, all the Infinity Stones except for the Mind Stone at that point, and again, just how effortlessly he takes them all down. Even, like, that moment in the trailer that they really played up where, like, Steve is able to, like, hold him turns out to be like a minor annoyance at best like everybody you know going into that i thought like oh we're gonna see like a really fucking epic like cat versus thanos fight but really it's just like thanos is like oh he's a little stronger than i expected him to be and then he just still fucking just one punches him yeah so yeah i thought that that was a really well done uh scene yeah i guess yeah if i have to pick two those are my two i think for me one of the best moments was thor just coming out of the fucking sky with that was great too with Stormbreaker, with Stormbreaker, yeah. and just like I do think that we were right in a, when we talked about it last week that we missed a mo- we we missed potential with like the um the song coming in. Yeah, that we were talking about that before the yeah. episode started. Uh, yeah, the fact that they didn't do the needle drop of uh, immigrant yeah. song one more time, I was like. Mm. I wish they, but I guess by the time they were probably really getting into like cutting this movie down, that movie probably just was coming out or like they didn't realize how huge a success it was going to be. So I guess yeah. it kind of makes sense. But like everything to do with Stormbreaker, I was just like, that's super fucking yeah. cool. So yeah. And uh, my other favorite moment, well, even though. Not everything to do with Stormbreaker. I well, had some problems. What do you mean? Wait, okay, we'll get into it yeah, later. I had some problems yeah, with Stormbreaker's problem with manufacture. Too. Yeah. My other favorite moment. And I don't know, this this kind of plays into a later question, but it's because it hurt me so much was Spidey and Tony when Spidey was disappearing. That was rough. Yeah. But it was so well done. It was, yeah. And it was, re- yeah, it was really well acted. I, um, I, I saw some like articles and stuff that were saying like that maybe Peter even felt that it was coming a little before everybody oh, else. Oh, he totally did. Spider, spider senses. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. So like because of that, like he probably suffered more than anybody else did, and that's really like that just kicks the emotion of that scene up another notch which is great because it pays off the fact that they finally showed his spidey sense because they hadn't in civil war or in uh homecoming he didn't use it in either but like his hair like the hair standing up on the thing i was like i know i've seen it 500 times in the trailers now but i was like oh they're actually like they have all the core aspects of this character yeah completely on lockdown in this in this series which is great and they didn't need to like what i liked is that they didn't go like my spidey senses are tingling it was just his hairs went up he looked up and looked and it was like, didn't yeah. need to talk about it. It just happened. Um, yeah, which is great. Yeah. Like, I didn't need to hear anything about it. I just needed to know he had the power. That's yeah. all I wanted. But to me, like, there were a lot of great moments in Infinity War, but that one was the most beautifully, heartbreakingly honest. You know, like this 16-year-old kid clinging to his mentor who, like, he hasn't really realized what death is yet as an Avenger. Like he's sensed danger and he's felt danger, but this is like real. And because of his senses, like yeah. he knew it was coming, he could feel death. And like you don't come back from that, you know. Even when he will be resurrected, come on, let's be serious. Like he's going to be forever changed if he has memory of it. And I just thought it was telling. It was so telling watching Tony too. Just like this is the closest thing he has to his son, which we saw in the beginning of the movie. He's like wants one with Pepper. He's the closest thing he has to a to someone who still like looks up to him and values him and he's holding him while he perishes before his eyes. Like it was so heavy and like watching Robert Downey Jr. do it was just like the terror in his face. It like matched the terror he had when he like saw through the portal and discovered like way more secrets than he ever wanted to know about the universe. So I thought it was very powerful. Yeah, no, that was a, great moment for sure and i guess well there were some people that were also saying i think that they thought that like the i don't want to go thing was maybe another like pop culture reference like it was him referring back to the 10th doctor yeah uh, yeah tenant final lines it immediately brought that to mind to me so is that why you cried uh i know i (laughs) cried because peter fucking parker died which is to me like the center of the marvel universe dying so that's unless it was tony well, I mean, like, I'm, for me as a Marvel, I was like, as a, yeah, but I mean, like, as a Marvel fan, like, of the comics, Spider-Man's always been kind of like the flagship kind of guy, and then we finally got a like. I like this Peter more than I liked any of the Peters we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we've had con- like veiled conversations about like me not particularly <laughs> caring for Tobey Maguire, like being seventy-eight years old in that movie, and. and <laughs> Uh, like Andrew Garfield just being like way too pretty and cool for me to buy him as like a real nerd. Like Tom Holland, I'd completely buy as Peter Parker. And so him like dying like that was really sad. Actually, everything that they did with Spider-Man in this movie, like felt no perfect for a young Spider-Man joining the Avengers kind of thing. So I really enjoyed his little arc in the movie. So, and that iron spider suit was awesome too. I was, I, I, I was really fucking not looking forward to seeing that thing in action, but I was very surprised by how much I yeah. liked the way it worked out and all that kind of stuff. My only thing was like my, my, the same kind of weird physics, like transformers physics question is like, where do those fucking arms go when he's yeah. not using them? You know what I mean? But well, I mean, same, same with Tony's suit, yeah. right? Like the suit that he has is like all nanotech or whatever, yeah. but still like, you can't just bring like fucking mass out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, it's comic books, whatever. Pretty much. Exactly. I see. That's the thing. Like my, like I'll say my favorite moment. Cause well, you said one of them stormbreaker was, like him showing up on Earth and just like crushing with Stormbreaker was super cool. Oh, it was rad. The fact the fact that that's a shout out to a legendary Thor story where Stormbreaker is actually Beta Ray Bill Thor's 
weapon. So that's mm-hmm. a nice shout out. And the look of it is actually the ultimate Mjolnir's like kind of style, like the way Brian Hitch drew it in the original Ultimates book. So it's like kind of a double shout out with the yeah. hammer. But the fact that he just came down and just destroyed fucking everything with it was yeah. really cool to see. Like, it's just cool to see like some of these guys operate on a power level that's like astronomically higher than some of the other ones. Like Cap's running around beating guys up with shields on his arm, but taking out like two or three guys at a time. And Thor's just like, wiping out legions with lightning and stuff like yep. that. It's yeah. really cool to see uh, him really like cut loose and stuff like that. And then the other one is like Tony holding his own against Thanos, like have his suit that was pretty and good. having like a really good long prolonged yeah. fight where he really, I mean, he drew blood and like, that's probably not like it wasn't enough kind of thing, but he, he knocked him on his heels a little bit. You know what I mean? Which I thought was pretty cool considering like, he's just a guy in a suit that's really smart. So like, he shouldn't really be able to do that, but he still like held his own for like a solid five minutes, like a good long fight and probably my favorite fight in the movie. So, yeah, because it's just like one on one and like it gets you can see him get more and more desperate as the suit starts to like not be able to repair itself and like things start falling off and he's not as protected as he was and all that kind of stuff. But it was yeah. really well done. So and like that fight. Yeah, that, I think that might have been my favorite like fight in the movie as well. Um, Not just that part, but like the lead up to it with Strange and Iron yeah. Spider and the guardians as well yeah that was my favorite fight too just because like yeah you you have these like you see that thanos is actually defeatable without armies it you can do it with like eight people but you know of course star lord yeah yeah, of course and of course star lord can't get past his own bullshit selfishness Uh, yeah yeah but yeah i mean the the coordination and everything was there that, that was in there was really good and the fact that we saw like strange even at a higher power like dr strange at a higher power level than we've seen before either like some of the shit he was pulling was really really cool as well and that's that was i was really happy to see this is a super nerdy conversation to have but there was like a lot of power creep going on with some of the characters in this movie like they nerfed vision really quickly so that he didn't get out of control but like yeah. dr yeah. strange was were operating on that like thor level of power all of a sudden and so was which makes sense i have no problem with it and but so was Scarlet. yeah i mean he's like fully trained now yeah. and he's been the sorcerer supreme for a little yeah. while so yeah. actually that one makes total sense to me the one that didn't make a ton of sense to me but i guess you could kind of explain away with like she's training with cap or whatever is scarlet witch just suddenly being able to just like really fucking obliterate a bunch of shit well yeah, yeah. she's training and, and lift lift just yeah. huge constructs and stuff like that and yeah yeah like we hadn't really seen her like use her powers to that extent mm-hmm. yet which is cool because like if they really power her up, they can use her in a story going forward. That like, I mean, she's like Thanos level, Thanos level, like uh, reality manipulation power in the comics. Yeah, yeah. Like she's she's usually like I can go toe to toe with the Phoenix kind of stuff in the X Men runs of books. So there's yeah, yeah. She's a she's a fucking showstopper if she wants to be in the comics. So it's it's cool to see that they're actually like playing the character that mm-hmm. way. So well, what I thought was cool about Scarlet Witch too is that we say all this stuff, but like. Obviously, she's trained because she can't just, you know, can't just be like, yo, destroyed Infinity Stone. Just do it. That's true. I did like that she had yeah. enough power to, like, actually stop Thanos, too, for, like, at least even if it was just half a second, like, he still, she was the only one of the, like, the core Avengers team who really, like, stopped him just with her power. But I mean, with the exception of Tony, but even that didn't end quite as well. Like, she really kind of held him back the longest of the Earthbound yep. people. Yeah. Until Thor comes in with Stormbreaker and, like, fucks yeah. up. Yeah. That being said. I thought it was a pretty fucking hand wavy to be like, Wanda, your magic is the only thing that can destroy the Mind Stone. 
because for some reason like it's totally not though because her powers were given to her by strucker in like before age of ultron with the fucking scepter that loki had so it's an infinity stone that gave her her power so her power is that base it's total like marvel like sci-fi hand wavy but it is it's at least explained enough where it's not just like no she's the only one who's got that level of power it's like the same kind of Mm. power yeah so like in a comic book way i can totally let that one go well i just think that um it's gonna be interesting to see what happens next movie for sure but we all knew that scarlet witch as soon as he got the time stone it was like oh no she's fucked yeah yeah actually that like the first time i watched it that that caught me for a second i was like oh shit they blew up the stone and then like he kept walking and didn't like it, it, it didn't did, he was completely him, yeah. it didn't phase him so i was like what the fuck does he know? i was like time stone duh idiot yeah. and then he ranked like cranked time back well, and i was like well, ah. those 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 two times where where thanos uses one of the stones to bait and switch i thought were both really good just writing points like because you got the emotional beat of scarlet witch having to kill vision but you don't get the consequence like thanos still gets what he wants and like now she has like the fucking ptsd that she had to fucking kill her boyfriend and and then watch him die again yeah like, three yeah. seconds later and then the too, same right? and then the same with quill like quill actually actively has to pull the trigger on gamora and has to deal with the fact that he did that even though it didn't actually kill her, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I thought both of those were were just really good writing uh, writing beats overall. But yeah, yeah, I agree. Though I um I also did for me it was just like I knew that that was coming. I was like, oh, we got the time stone. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was, nothing's gonna work. Yeah, exactly. At that point, like I was like, okay, these guys can do whatever they want, but he can turn time back and just replay it until he wins, kind of thing. Yeah, you guys are fucked. <laughs> Unless somebody cut his fucking arm off, which I don't understand why nobody went for that. Like, especially because they hint at it so many times. Where like they uh, is it Corvus Glaive, the big guy, the big one? They cut his arm off right at the beginning, and I was like, oh yeah, that's Chekhov's gun, right? Like, eventually they're going to cut Thanos' arm off to get the gauntlet off. So, well, I like, and I'll say this at the in our you know theories next time. I like that we saw for a second that the glove was destroyed. Uh, it was trashed anyway yeah yeah. like it looks like it it took a beating doing whatever it did so yeah Yeah. that's one of my questions about sort of what going forward is like do the do the stones still have power after that kind of thing or what well the the name's infinity so you'd assume that's like not a resource that can run out but (laughs) but they they all look pretty fucking beat up after he uh you know and that's the gauntlet and everything all smoking and crushed the stones were all still glowing but like yeah the gauntlet was fucked up pretty badly so it's up for debate whether they'll be actually able to like con- he'll be able to control it the same way yeah. in the sequel but mm-hmm. that's not really the point of the sequel they just have to like undo what was done like with the glove it's not necessarily like yeah whatever so that being said i thought that they did a really good job while we're talking about the gauntlet showing sort of what each could do without like over explaining it like you yeah. got to see that the space stone can help them teleport and can also like help to phase matter and stuff like that. Power is obviously like just shielding and attacking. And then the reality, like you got to see it like him warping and manipulating environment. And I mean, it's, it's, I guess a little nebulous as to whether he's actually like changing reality with it or he's just changing perception or whatever. Mm-hmm. Perception is reality though. Tim, come on, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And then obviously the time stone, which we've already seen. But yeah, we never really get to see what the soul stone or the mind stone, like what their abilities are, because he acquires them so late in the game kind of thing. Mark, what? So Mark, what are the powers or the abilities that the soul and mind stone give you in the comic? I don't even know what the stones are. How am I supposed to know what their powers are? Man? <laughs> um, but yeah, I have that's, to look that's... this up. Do I have to Wikipedia this shit? They're legitimately like the ultimate MacGuffin. They can do anything. Like it's not, if the writer wants them to do something, yeah. it just fucking happens. Like it's not like 
you know what I mean? Like it's like God level. Like they literally wiped out half the universe in a snap. Yeah, and and he probably could have like totally wiped out the whole universe if he really wanted to. It's just like I don't know. I think the Mind Stone like gives him access to like other people. Like he's like psychically able to access everybody in the universe or something like that. I think that's what that one is. The Soul Stone, though, I think is just going to be his undoing. Like I don't think it actually has a function that like he'll be able to use as a Mm. power aside from like being able to speak to Gamora at this point. So according to Wikipedia, the Soul Stone can allows the user to steal, control, manipulate, and alter living and dead souls. It's also the gateway to an idyllic pocket universe. A pocket which we've universe? seen now. Yeah. So Yeah, that I guess that one that he's conversing with Gamora. He keeps flashing too. Yeah, yeah mm. he keeps flashing too. And then the uh, Mind Stone allows the user to enhance their mental and psionic abilities and access the thoughts and dreams of other beings. See, I almost had it there. Look at that. I knew a little bit. <laughs> Cosmic Marvel, not really my forte. I'm a, a ground level guy. So, yeah, I have, I have, like, that's a little bit of a blank spot. Like the big crossover things yeah. in comics usually kind of leave me cold. So, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my jam though. So, if th- this is yeah. one of those Marvel stories that I've been wanting to read for a while, just haven't had the time to. It's, it's a good, it's a fun read. It's very different from what you're getting here because, like, the characters who are like yeah. in focus are obviously completely yeah. different. So, all right. Well, I think yeah. we should move on right. to the next question. Question three. All right. Who was the standout hero to you? You can give your top two again. There's only one. Okay. Well, there's two. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'll go then. Fuck them. Tony and Thor. Tony and Thor. Yeah. It's Iron Man and Thor. They got like, they, Tony just like had a plan and kind of like felt his way through what he needed to do. And Thor also was just like, we're fucked. I need a new weapon. Go get the weapon and then come down and beat ass. And that's what he did. Or take ass, I guess, depending on if you're Mantis or not. I, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yeah, those two, I think, did the most heavy lifting in this movie. I love, I will, I mean, I, I know we're not supposed to do that, but like, I'm going to give a shout out to Peter because he was way out of his mm-hmm. depth and still handled himself pretty admirably mm-hmm. considering. So. Um, but yeah what about you tim i'll i'll agree with i'll agree with you on tony i i mean iron man was was crucial on this like just in that he was having to push past all the ptsd and shit like that to to get to do the shit that needed to be done but thor was great in it but i think the other big standout for me was uh, was dr strange in particular because i think he's gonna end up having the pivotal role in the story because he played this scenario back what 14 million or whatever mm-hmm. times and yeah i'm pretty sure that he clearly put in motion the only sequence of events in which he saw the avengers actually ultimately well that's why you said it was the only yeah. way yeah so i think i think he's gonna end up being sort of the pivotal role in this in the next part even though he's gone now he's dissolved well i think he was like playing chess master and putting yeah putting putting the pieces into the right place yeah yeah he's putting he's putting the pieces in play the way they need to be to like win at the end of the day even if that means at the moment yeah that's like yeah sacrifice because i don't think there's any way he would have given up the time stone if he didn't know that that was the only the only play to win yeah the only play that would have resulted in a win overall yeah it plus th- seeing the two of them, seeing Stark and Strange's like egos go head to head, was one of my fucking yeah. favorite parts of the movie. Yeah, that was one thing yeah, I'll say absolutely. about that too is <laughs> yeah. Tony has seen some has seen some shit. But imagine being Doctor Strange and seeing all of your friends die fourteen fucking million times. Yeah. Well, you also have to take into consideration like it's it's kind of like word of god canon that like he was with dormammu for yeah. a lot longer than like the movie implies yeah. so oh, yeah. he died horrifically yeah 
a lot Millions for like a long time something like that until yeah Obama finally got bored with it well it's either he got bored of it or he figured out a way out kind of thing mm-hmm. but yeah either 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 or like he has seen as much shit as you can probably see given what his powers are and like having True. access to the time stone and stuff like that so mm-hmm. yeah again like very 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 powerful character like that they're playing pretty well considering he could with the exception of like the infinity gauntlet stop most issues with before they even begin considering he can see into the future mm. and is that powerful so yeah because he wasn't looking which makes me question why he didn't see thanos coming but i guess but still you think like yeah that kind of threat he would at least have well, like an eyeball on for something yeah i don't know mm-hmm. but i guess that's just one of those you know things you just have to overlook kind of thing or whatever because yeah. you don't get a story without it i think for me yeah. this might be controversial i do agree that iron man was the the main guy this was iron man this was tony's movie Next one will probably be Caps. Well, yeah, because he did barely anything in this one. So yeah, barely anything. Never looked good with a beard. That's about mm-hmm. it. Very handsome. Very handsome. Very handsome. That I did like the uh, little exchange back and forth with Thor. Yeah, with Thor. And, uh, yeah. yeah Thor and Steve. Like, yo, yeah. you grew your hair. Yeah, so you copied my beard. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love Chris Hemsworth now. Like the last two movies, like between Ragnarok and this, he is now like right up, almost up there with Robert Downey Jr. Like he's so fucking he's great. Good. He's developed a new Thor. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing to see this like kind of like very grizzled scene at all kind of Thor who still has that like, he's still pretty cheeky and like has that sense of humor to him. But yeah, because that scene with Rocket, like you see like he's fucking been through enough shit. Like he needs yeah, a break. That was you know what I mean? Scene. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's like one of my favorite scenes in the movie yeah. is that that scene. Because, I mean, I hadn't really thought about it in that way, like, until all that shit was laid out on the table. Like, yeah, okay, he's literally got, like, nobody now. Kind yeah. Of thing. And, and you got to think, these guys are functionally immortal. So, like, he's going to live another, he said 1,500 he was. And they live to be about 1,500 or something, yeah. Yeah, so, like, he's got thousands of years to live with it without his family that he probably should have mm-hmm. had. You know yeah. what I mean? Because, like, Especially like Heimdall and Loki, who were probably around his age, maybe a little bit older. Loki's younger. Like he should have had years with those. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So like, but he should have had years with them, like Mm -hmm. millennia with them. And now that's gone because of Thanos. Like, and a lot of it's because of Thanos. So like, and the Warriors three, and yeah, yeah. Hopefully not Sif. Hopefully Sif shows up again at some point. Yeah, Sif's the only one that, that we haven't really seen. Yeah, die. But Thor's. Yeah, I'd be totally happy if she shows up in the next one to help out, like just to be there, because it'd be like if they're gonna bring everybody back, bring everybody back, right? Like, yeah, I'm not gonna argue with seeing Jamie Alexander on a fucking movie. Assuming mm-hmm. she survived the purge. There's True enough. Too. Well, just going off that though, I, I mean, if I had to, honestly, I would. I, I know it's hard to not give an honorable mention because you really want to. Oh, I think my honorable mention would actually be T'Challa. Like he put fucking Wakanda into the fight. He prepped, he opened the gates to his people's home to allow these monsters in for like the suffering of the whole world to potentially be solved. And then he dies for it. Like he's my honorable mention. I did like the Black Panther stuff. Yeah. I was surprised there wasn't more of it, but I guess like they didn't really know. Again, it's one of those like they probably didn't know like how fucking huge that was going to be. And like there was still a lot of Wakanda, even if it wasn't like direct Black Panther stuff. Just yeah. Setting mm-hmm. kind of thing. But like I mean, like you really look at it, you don't really get a lot of direct like tons of like it's just Black nope. Panther moments or it's just Thor moments or it's nope. just Guardians. Yeah, you don't get a lot of Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. So But honestly, my top hero, and you're gonna this is gonna be controversial, is Thanos. That Thanos was right. Are you are you one of those people now? No, I don't think Thanos was right, but I think that Thanos achieved his goal in a very intensely like sacrificial way like he gave up the only person he loved and 
I think this movie worked very well to remind us that Thanos is not, at his core, he is not a monster. He is a man, or I guess a creature, um, but we'll say he is a man with an idea for how to create a utopia, and he sacrificed everything for it. Like, he's still a monster for everything he did to... I was going to say, still like, still pretty much like a psychopath, yeah. like he's megalomaniac. Like, just what he did to Nebula alone Nebula, Nebula, yeah. to, to make me yeah. think he's like, you know, he's not a fucking I, hero. I am so glad that like, out of everybody, like, all of the Guardians are gone. Mm-hmm. It's Rocket and Nebula are left. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm so happy because like Rocket just and interacting with everybody's amazing. I love Nebula. Mm-hmm. No, Mantis, no, Mantis is, gone. is gone too. Oh yeah, Mantis. Actually, that was another... There was another moment when Rocket was just looking at Groot, and he was like, oh, no, no. Yeah. It wasn't, like, yeah. weeping or, like, screaming. It was just, he saw it happening. It was like, no, oh. Yeah. And they have such a long relationship, too, that, like, yeah. that's, gotta, that's gotta be. And you told him you hated him. And Drax looking to Quill and being like, oh, yeah. And then Quill mm-hmm. just being, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. But the one thing, what, while we're on Groot, though, I'm not sure if this is a retcon or not, but one point... Rocket makes reference to like Groot becoming small, which maybe implies that it's the same Groot. Although James Gunn has gone on record saying it's a different Groot, mm-hmm. like it's son of Groot. Yeah, I caught that line too, and I was like, "That's a weirdly like that's a weird way to like nebulously answer that question that like the fans have had answered five thousand times by James Gunn." But mm-hmm. okay, if you want to go back on that now, now I guess it's same Groot, just you know, de-aged or whatever, de-aged or whatever. That doesn't strike me as right, but. No. Either way, I like the fact that like he even he had his little like he had a little arc and had his moment like helping bring Stormbreaker together. Yeah, so that was great. Yeah, where he, yeah. yeah. I, I love that Groot is part of yeah. Stormbreaker now. I was yeah, that was rad. That. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I hope his tensile strength's high because yeah. Thor really brings that fucking hammer down a couple times though. <laughs> so like it's gonna snap some wood eventually. So yeah, uh, that that was my favorite part of Stormbreaker's genesis. Yeah, Stormbreaker okay. was pretty. It was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool pull. But anyway. Let's move on. Who was the saddest death for you? This, this is a hard one because I know most of them weren't really deaths. Yeah, like the, like we you've talked about the Peter Parker, like Spider-Man dying, and yeah. that is like the most affecting, and you you know he's coming back. So, I mean, like, deaths that could legitimately stick. Loki. It was Loki for me was my saddest. I mean, like, Loki had to die eventually. I was like, no. No. I feel really bad. I was, I was having, I was, when I went and got, I left the theater tonight after the fucking power went out and I went and got a sandwich or a, a pita before I came here. And the girl was like making my pita and asking me like, Oh, like we just got our power back. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I was just in the movie theater and blah, blah, blah. She's like, Oh, I haven't seen like Avengers yet, but like, I just really hope they don't do anything with Loki. And I was just like, uh <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I don't want to spoil anything for you. So I can't say anything. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. she was like, Oh, the, die or something i'm like i, I don't know I, <laughs> I can't i can't tell you yeah like, you see it three times i'm like i just can't tell you it's like it would ruin the movie you know what i mean yeah. so yeah i loki i mean loki was rough but i have to say i mean assuming gamora sure maybe gamora's in the in, in Soulstone or whatever but she's the only one that i'm kind of like okay maybe she's actually dead kind of thing maybe that one might be permanent so i think yeah. that one would be rougher for me just because quill I think mm-hmm. Quill is less equipped to handle that loss than Thor is. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I, obviously, I mean, you know, he he fucked up their uh, their plan, you know, trying to get the gauntlet away from Thanos. I've never been oh, so right. angry at a character. Like, I, know. I was so frustrated with that. Like, because it's such like a tropey thing to do, too. But I was like, I get why they're doing it. Like, I understand. But like, yeah. I don't feel like their relationship 
because there's that time skip between because Guardians happened so early in the timeline officially. Yeah, it's been like four years or something. Yeah, like, that. like I don't. We haven't quite earned the Gamora Star Lord relationship yet. So I was like, whoa, because they, they they're together and they kiss and they have that moment at the beginning where they're talking about like she's asking him to kill her. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, we've skipped chapters in the relationship. So when it comes to the point where like he's got a shooter or she dies and like or he finds out about it, it didn't really have as much gravity to me. Like, I felt that was probably like, that's probably my one big gripe about the movie is that like, we're supposed to believe that they're like the star-crossed lovers of the MCU, but they haven't quite got us there. Yeah, yet. we haven't got to see see it. We're just told and have to sort of accept. Yeah, so that was my big, like, I was like, ah, this, like, I get what they're doing, but it, they didn't earn, like, if they'd done it with mm. uh, Pepper, I'd have been like, oh, I understand why Tony, like, loses his mind, because, like, she's mm-hmm. been, like, his emotional core for, like, however many movies, but, like. They I, didn't, I, I couldn't get that upset about fucking goop girl dying. Uh, no, me neither. But I mean, like in terms of like a character that we've been along, all, like around with along the only other person, because all the other big guys, like love interests are gone, right? Like Peggy's dead. And we've already lost Jane because of mm-hmm. Natalie Portman, just not caring about doing fun yeah. movies or whatever. So she was the only long-term love interest other than Gamora. So. Yeah. Although did anybody else notice like the last person to run past Peter on the bus was a little redhead. Oh, was it? No. Yeah, I was oh, like, no. Mary was like, Kane oh. is gonna be Zendaya. Yeah, yeah, Zendaya. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I just liked. I was like, maybe they will pull like a a trick because they they keep saying that it's not the 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 MJ, and I'm like, oh, okay. But oh, are they saying whatever. that? I've heard Feige say a couple of different things about it, so we'll see what happens. But I just noticed a little redhead running past him, and I was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. Stan turning around. I like Stan being the jaded New Yorker. Like bus yeah. driver, that was like a good cameo. So you haven't seen a fucking spaceship before? Like, yeah. Good. Get it in, get it out. We're done right at the beginning, and it's with yeah. Spider Man, which is the best way, like the best spot to have Stan Lee, like the best character to have Stan yeah. Lee next to you, because like so tied together. So yeah. That being said, I mean, go- going back to the Gamora Quill thing, like yeah, we didn't get to see their relationship, but you could see the anguish in Quinn, like that that sold it Quill. for me to a, a Quinn Quill. Sorry. Yeah, why'd you call him Quinn? Fuck, I don't know. Quill to a large extent. So like and he acted that really well like when, you know, he learns that, that Thanos killed Gamora. Like even though it was, you know, I was really angry at the character, Chris Pratt yeah. acted the fuck out of that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he surprised me with that one because he hadn't really shown that much emotional depth in any of the movies, but like the the brief exception of like the realization that ego had killed his mom and he snaps like that was the only time where he really had a really big dramatic beat in the guardians movies that i can remember but like the whole time you the whole time like you can tell that he's like joking to avoid the you know serious the gravity of the situations yeah yeah i did like his like them introducing themselves to like uh tony and peter and like the looks on fucking (laughs) tony's face the entire time just like so frustrated and so just like fuck God Where's Gamora? Is- I'll do you one better. Where? Who's Gamora? <laughs> I'll do you one better. Why is Gamora? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, just like the plan stuff where he's just sitting there and he's just got that blank, like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck face. Look. I'm like, yes. I will you. say that that little like mistaken identity fight like felt a little gratuitous to me, but like it's such a like cornerstone to like if yeah. there was a comic book story like this where there were, you know, characters meeting for the first time. It's like a trope, like a necessary trope. Yeah, yeah, to have them like have a brief fight where they don't understand that they're on the same side. I was surprised that they didn't have the Guardians like try to go toe to toe with Thor when he landed on their ship. Like they didn't have like a little scuffle at least yeah. at mm-hmm. the start. But 
they had enough banter going on, which is what I was like. <laughs> that's that's when like Chris Hemsworth really took off for me was that scene where I was just like, because like, he held his own against the chemistry that the Guardians have built over their two movies and stuff like that. So like God, when Quill starts like changing his voice. No, oh, God, yeah, that was this crazy. is my normal voice. I just love how <laughs> how quickly everybody except for Quill just turns to like fawningly admir- admiring <laughs> Thor's just like every aspect of he's so hot. He's so good looking. He's so Even powerful. Yeah. Like, He's like a pirate Brilliant. angel. angel yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like the uh, you're a, you're a dude. This is a man. I was like, this is so funny. Yep. And then yeah. he starts shitting on him for putting on weight and stuff. I was like, yeah. See, like that's what I mean. Like, they've, got, they've got this awesome like chemistry, and like Hemsworth wakes up and just like finds his place in it so quickly. Like he just was able to bounce between groups so well that mm-hmm. like. Well, it's because of the way that Taika changed his character to yeah, be absolutely like a legitimately like enjoyable experience. And yeah. you got to think too that like Thor's got to have a lot of experience dealing with like other cultures and other races and stuff like mm-hmm. that with all the worlds that he travels to. So you know he's just kind of got like that diplomatic side to him as well. But he's still not that diplomatic. Like yeah, he's still like himself. <laughs> he's still Thor. Right? Like he's still that like big ego. Like I'm fucking Thor. So like yeah. you know respect me at the very least <laughs> probably yeah. fear me because he fucking like puts the hammer down a lot in this movie <laughs> yeah he's pretty yeah. rad but yeah i guess tim did you did you say your saddest death i guess you did uh yeah gamora i think would be mine mm-hmm. yeah i said loki i was i was kind of ready for that he's, i wasn't he's done he's done great things but i'm i'm ready to move on from loki at this point no Ragnarok, the actual legend of Ragnarok allows all those characters to come back if they really wanted to like force the issue down the road. Yeah. It might be a, right because they, they can all reincarnate. That kind of yeah. Thing, right? yeah. So there is there is that aspect of it. So I just don't want cool, him dead but. yet. I love Tom Hiddleston as Loki. I just don't. Like, I don't think there's any actual plans for like Thor going forward. Mm-hmm. So I it kind of makes sense to like if they're wrapping everybody else up, even if he is like reinvigorated in the franchise this lets them kind of go in a different direction where he can become like the lead of the cosmic side of things. I can be like him and the guardians or him and Nova or him and like the annihilation wave coming up like down the mm-hmm. line. Like there's all kinds of cool things you can throw Thor in. That doesn't necessarily mean he has to be like on earth with the Avengers. Doesn't need to be as guardian or something like or, that. Or yeah. Or even yeah. that, like he can be like roving badass Cause like now he's got the fucking hammer that actually has the Bifrost in it and stuff like, yeah. 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 Mine was Loki and I, I've said it because I love him and also Spider-Man cause, ugh. Ugh. but yeah, I love that. It was a good moment, but like I said, that one I know isn't really a death. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a good death scene for... And that's the other thing, too. Oh, that's what I wanted to say, is that if they do bring Loki back, it cheapens and dilutes this this whole movie. So I'm hoping that they at least leave him dead for yeah. three or four years or something like that yeah. kind of thing. But, and, and that's what I'm hoping. And that's the other thing, like, with, you know, Thanos disappearing half the universe is like, okay... Yeah, it's like there's these emotional beats, but ultimately it's meaningless because they're going to be back like in a year and probably, you know, in continuity, probably within like a few days or something like that. That's my big theory going out is like there's Mm -hmm. a big time lapse between the two movies because like now they have to find Thanos, which could be very difficult. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'd be cool with that. Everybody would have to deal with the trauma of like two years of people missing before like things get back to normal even if they unless they do like I a huge like, that absolutely time snap got like time snap and like everything gets replaced right like where it left off which would be cheap i mm-hmm. think so i but i could see them going like doing like a big like two or three year time gap where like the avengers are with the guardians in space like fucking hunting this monster down that they need to like to turn this back kind of thing and like even going from world to world and finding like just decimation yeah. is like half the fucking 
like we saw what happened in New York in the Stinger, right? Yeah, people were just dying in the streets. People who were who had survived the snap were dying in the streets as a result of the snap because yeah. of like just craziness happening from people just disappearing and oh, like yeah. driving or flying a helicopter or yeah. probably flying a plane. Like how many planes went down? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, it's well, it's like a planes are mostly on autopilot. Anyways, yeah, but how do you land it if both your fucking pilot and co-pilot like get snapped out of existence? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna people are gonna die as a result of this that we're not necessarily gonna get like the impact of, which is yeah. like. I'm kind of hoping like at least one of the Netflix shows like shows some fallout of it or shield does something. Cause I would at least get, check in for that to see if there's some, I, I, I hope that Wasp's do, uh, the Ant-Man and the Wasp does. No, Ant-Man and the Wasp a, takes place before yeah, uh, infinity war. But how cool would it be if they like, if um, that's probably the stinger. That's the, the ending. Yeah. yeah. I bet you the stinger is his daughter fucking getting snapped. Yeah. Or uh, Hank Pym or Janet or something like that. Honestly, he. I bet you. I bet you he watches everybody get snapped, and he's the only one who survives, and that's why he goes and joins the Avengers for part four. Yeah, that. All right. The convenience of who disappears and who does not. Since we're talking about that right now, wow. Is this just, is like now we're in, now we're into like bitching about how fiction works. You know what I mean? Like, you, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I I completely agree. It was like really weird to be like, oh look, all the people from the original like four all movies the are core still standing Avengers, around. Yeah, yeah. are still. Are still in existence. How fucking convenient. Yeah, with the exception of Bucky, who did like who was around at the beginning, like everybody else is still kind of around. So yeah. like but like the core Avengers are still around. Plus, yeah. like they got some they got some extra muscle with them too. Cause like Nebula's there yeah. and War Machine's still there, and like the rest of Wakanda is still there, like Shuri's yeah. still there and stuff like that. I think they didn't show Shuri getting and, uh, vanished. So yeah. and uh, o- Okoye and Yeah. She had the best beats. Uh yeah, uh, his his guard, like oh, like yeah. the Starbucks line. The I, like, Starbucks, chuckled yeah. we I thought we were gonna get a Starbucks. <laughs> like oh, I thought we get the Olympics, the Olympics, but at least the Starbucks, a Starbucks. Maybe a Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she had awesome. She yeah. had great beats in the whole movie. Or like commenting on the fact, like why was Scarlet Witch hiding up there? Like when she just fucking like cleaned house at one point. She's like why? What? Why? Yeah. yeah. Like why has she so. been up there the whole time? Yeah, exactly. It's great. Let me let me ask let me ask one just off the cuff. When was it that you realized, okay, none of these disappearing characters are actually going to stay dead? Which character was it where you were like, okay, this one they took away. Now I know none of them are permanent. Yeah, that was mine. Who was the second one? Uh, Because the first one is Bucky. And I was like, I kind of knew with Bucky because I'm like, I think I think Falcon was the second one. Yeah, Falcon. It was probably Bucky for me because I'm like, they haven't finished his arc yet. Like he hasn't redeemed himself yet. So I was like. It's, I don't know. When he picked up Rocket, that's true. That was fucking amazing. That that was enough to to close out to close out Bucky's arc for me. To me, he has to he has to outlive Steve and take up the mantle to redeem yeah. himself for me. So like I was like, the fact that he hadn't put on a Captain America outfit yet, I'm like they haven't killed Bucky. Bucky's not fucking gone. None of this shit matters now. They're gonna. I was like, I guarantee you, Spider Man and Black Panther. Like in my head, immediately I was yeah. like, Spider. They're gonna kill Spidey and Black Panther for shock value mm-hmm. kind of thing, but it's not because they've already killed Bucky then he's been the core to yeah. Captain America's entire fucking story like I love Peggy all like as much as the next guy but like the real love story of the MCU is Captain Bucky like <laughs> they are so star-crossed yeah. lovers like it just needs to happen at this point so yeah for me it was it was definitely Black Panther like as soon as I saw Black Panther I was like yeah they're not he's coming back therefore all of them are coming back <laughs> there's no way that they're getting rid of T'Challa after that movie I know. A fucking billion dollars he's their second biggest franchise beside the Avengers now <laughs> so like yeah absolutely he's coming back yeah and like yeah and then and then Spider-Man I was like yeah okay so like 
they've wiped out Bucky, Doctor Strange, fucking Spider Man, and Black Panther. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm sure for franchise, entire franchise. Yeah, I'm like, I'm really sure they've wiped out all these people permanently. Like, we're never gonna get another Peter Parker story. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't think that's gonna happen. So yeah, so yeah, it, it felt yeah. a little cheap, but yeah. it like they they acted it well. Like everybody yeah. played it well enough. But I still was, got the yeah. I definitely felt it. So well. Um, I think we should go to the next question. Okay, here we go. What was your biggest disappointment slash gripe with this film? Mark, why don't you start? Yeah. Well, we talked about my Gamora-Peter relationship not really super feeling earned. So like that, I think like, yeah, that was it. The other, the only other one, and I know Tim is going to say exactly the same thing as me, was like the Black Order getting wiped out in such short order. I Like I was hoping they would kind of last or put up more of a fight. I mean, they did put up a pretty good fight in spots, but like they just got wiped out so quickly. And it was like, there's so much build up to them in the marketing of the movie that like Ebony Maw getting like ejected into space 30 minutes in. I was like, oh, well, I mean, I guess he's gone. So that was fast. I, but he still had the best arc out of any of yeah, them. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like the only one who he even- had the most to do and they still fucking decimated him. And then the other ones were like even more disposable than he yeah, was. Yeah, like the only other one who actually had character was Proxima Midnight. And like that's just that stretching character. Like she was about as much yeah, of a that's character. Yeah, hardly calling character. Well, yeah, she had about as much character as like Sif had in either of the first two Thor movies. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. Actually, mm-hmm. less than because she wasn't in love with somebody like Sif was clearly in love with Thor, but mm-hmm. she was just like kind of there and said some badass shit. And like, I was almost like they put her there so that the girl, it was like they had a token girl fight, which was kind of weird, but I don't know. I, the girl fight I liked, especially fucking Proxima getting tossed up into that war wheel. Oh, that was, that pretty, was pretty sweet. I will. Yeah. All their deaths, uh, all their deaths except with, except for Ebony Ma, the priest guy. Yeah. All their deaths were pretty cool though. Like the. Um, one dude getting fucking like dragged against oh, yeah. the dome. I, that's, I think that's Corvus Glaive, but I'm not sure. Cor- yeah, Corvus Glaive, and then the sort of elfy kind of guy that just got the shit impaled out of him by uh, by Vision. Yeah, that one I can't remember the name of right now. I gotta look that one up. <laughs> I had it like I was like I gotta look up these four characters because well, like, that was my other yeah that was my other issue with with them was that like we never even really got named i i don't recall any of them being yeah. named in the movie. well the ma was named like he said ebony ma at one okay. point. or actually i don't even think he said ebony ma i think he called him the ma like he didn't specifically call yeah. his proper name and the only reason i know proxima midnight is because it's an awesome name and it's like she's come up in comics that i've read in the past more frequently than mm-hmm. any of the other ones like i've heard of ebony ma before but like call obsidian who's the other one call obsidian's the big guy sorry we're, we have them flipped okay corvus glaive is the and corvus glaive the is the little like yeah the little the elf looking like kind of yeah, guy or whatever yeah. yeah okay so yeah and then proxima midnight is the the female okay, and yeah. ebony ma is the the priesty like creepy dude so yeah but like i mean it's just those ended up being pretty core characters to this movie and you would have thought, okay, maybe phase one, they weren't quite sure that they were actually going to get to Infinity War. But by phase two, you're pretty sure you're going to get there and you're starting oh, yeah. to tease this and you're starting to introduce, introduce more Infinity Stones and stuff like that. So they've had a good like 12 fucking movies where they could have introduced us to any one of these four characters to actually have us care a little bit more about them and know who the fuck they are. I think I said it. I'm not sure if I said it on the episode proper, but I have said it while we've been talking tonight. They, I think there was like my only like big gripe now is like with the, the whole like expanse of 19 movies is I feel like they needed a more serious cosmic movie to introduce this stuff Yeah, mm-hmm. somewhere in there, like have Captain Marvel happen earlier or have Nova or something. Cause my other problem with the movie is like, they just offhandedly mentioned that Xandar was decimated and we don't see yeah. it, which I was like, 
I would kind of like, even if it was just the flash that of like a, a planet good, getting obliterated a movie or something. Well, that's probably the flashback that'll happen when they do introduce like the single Nova, right. like uh, Richard Ryder movie. Cause like now there won't be like a force. He'll be like the Hal, not, not Hal Jordan. Which one was the one that like post Hal Jordan? Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner. Yeah. He's the last one. Yeah. yeah. He's the last one. I bet you Richard Ryder ends up being like the last Nova core guy. And like, being the fully powered Nova, hopefully yeah. going forward. Because but, but that's even with the cosmic stuff, I think like you make like Ebony Maw or something, you make him the villain of the first Guardians movie yep. instead of like fucking Ronan, who is totally fucking useless. Yep, agreed. And can you imagine the fun that we would have had with like this serious, like spiritual Ebony Maw versus the fucking Guardians just cracking jokes left and right? Absolutely. And they totally could have used Call of City and Proxima as like his dragon throughout the movie. Yeah. And then they just kind of sneak away at the end as opposed to getting wiped out or whatever. Like they, they yeah. fail and have to crawl back to Thanos and stuff like that would have been. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in hindsight, there's a, definitely a better way to introduce those characters and give them some kind of like emotional depth before we are introduced to them. Think they do cool shit on screen and then watch them just get fucking decimated. Like, <laughs> back to back to back by our heroes which is fine because yeah. you gotta show our heroes have like a little bit of a win but yeah i don't know it just felt it felt a little perfunctory and like just kind of quick across mm-hmm. the board with those characters so yeah i mean there were there were interesting characters and decently designed it's just yeah. there's no weight to them really yeah that's the thing like aside from corvus glaive like i don't have like the names in my head but like the designs stick out to me like they all have like mm-hmm. a distinct look and they look cool and very close to the comic counterparts from what I'm looking at right now. But I don't know. It just worked like it just needed more development to make yeah. it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. We haven't even talked about disappointments besides like things that weren't involved in Infinity War. That was War. Mark's disappointment. We're in the middle of disappointments right now. It's just yeah. it's, we're piling on. All right. Well, do you have any other things you want to talk about with Infinity what? War? Probably mine would have been Four Horsemen. Mark already covered that. So I'll say the one that sort of the sequence and arc that I was le- most disappointed with was the uh, Nevadelier. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Nevadelier. Yeah, yeah. And fucking Peter Dinklage. Yeah. He had the bad accent God, on it. it so much. Oh, it was so bad. It was so yeah. bad. I mean, besides like, okay, it's a fun little reveal. He's a dwarf, but he's huge. Great. Whatever. But yeah, his acting was just way the fuck off. And yeah. And that whole sequence just felt like a little tacked on to me, like the fact that, you know, they had to restart the forge and everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it wasn't necessary to me. It kind of it kind of was that one thing that just that killed the pace a little bit for me might have been necessary, but it could have been cut down by about like half and I still would have been happy with it. But yeah, Dinklage's like performance was just fucking like goofy. Just stop making that guy do accents. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I didn't understand like exactly what the the motivation behind like having him act that way was, but like I like the idea of Thor having to go to Nevedalir and like get the hammer and stuff like that, but like yeah. putting him through that extra loop yeah. of like I you well, could die, you know. I got to stay in the way of the fucking sun. And then I got to stay in the way. Yeah, yeah. I was like I didn't that was the one joke like everybody in the theater laughed, but I was like mm. what the yeah, that, yeah, that's what killing you means. I was oh, yeah. yeah, that was that was the biggest groaner in the fucking movie for me. Uh, yeah. The theater, everybody in the theater laughed, and I was like, hmm, all right. I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's really disappointing because they were crushing the comedy with like him and like him and Rocket or Thor and Rocket, like yeah. yeah, up to that point. So, like the fact that he just calls him like Little Rabbit and stuff like that, and then Rocket looks at him admiringly, whereas like anybody else calls him an animal name, and he's like "fuck you." But he because he like everybody's just like, "Oh my god," fawning over Thor so much that he calls him Rabbit, and he's like, "Oh, I like that. That's fine." Honestly, my biggest disappointment 
was the fucking bitch two seats down from me that was checking her goddamn phone every 15 minutes during my first <laughs> viewing. Like she was doing it like under her fucking jacket and thought she was being sneaky about it, but she wasn't. Well, some light hitting somebody's <laughs> fucking pale pasty face and just shining everywhere, right? So, <laughs> so. Yeah, I would have killed so somebody. Dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in that first screening. Like the first time, it's just like, shut your fucking mouth. I need to sit here and like yeah. absorb this insanity. So, yeah. But besides that, I mean, the I already said I think it was way too convenient that the snap didn't eliminate Cap or Thor or Bruce or uh, Tony, Tony or Natasha or, or any of the core people. Uh, yeah, exactly. probably not. Probably not Hawkeye. Probably not. Probably, Hawkeye, not, probably not Scott Lang. Yeah, like you got to get your Ant Man in there. So yeah, my hope is that that it sort of hand wavy shit is like somehow addressed in the sequel, like. Maybe that maybe Thanos wasn't as unjudgmental as he wanted to be, kind of thing. Like maybe he influenced it a little bit and was impressed enough with them that he thought that they deserved to exist in his new universe or something. Well, he did kind of like, with the exception of Steve, who he didn't really interact with much, like he did show some ad- like passing admiration for Tony. Tony. And like, obviously, like, of course, I know you. Yeah. And like, he obviously looked like Thor did the most damage to him. So, like, as a warrior, he'd probably be like, yeah, that guy's almost like a worthy opponent. So maybe I spare him so that if I do get into this fight afterwards, I still have somebody that's worth fighting. Which would be the other reason for leaving the Hulk alive. If like it's Thanos' subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. Manipulating what's happening with the snap and not just like total randomness. But yeah, the fact that they left like legitimately the core Avengers plus like Ant-Man, like one of the founding Avengers to do that big lineup and finally have like the original launch Avengers lineup fighting a big supervillain. I was like, pretty fucking convenient, guys. Like, pretty fucking convenient. But that was Good the whole you. point to me was that you know, of course that's going to happen. Of course that's how it's going to be. Oh, like, yeah. what other way could it be? That's what they're setting up. Is that this is the final core Avengers movie? Can you imagine if it was the final core Avengers movie and they didn't have Thor? People would be furious. Yeah, yeah, they'd snap Thor out of existence. Yeah. No, I think I would have been perfectly happy if they'd killed either Tony or Steve in this. Like, perma-killed, not, like, even just, hey, disappeared. Snap. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nah, I like, Because I, I, I feel like that would have made great motivation for the next movie. This was motivation enough. I think after seeing this movie, too, if they had killed Cap in this movie, it would have been completely unearned because he did nothing. Like, he, yeah. That's my point. It would have been wasted. Yeah. Whereas, like, if they'd killed Tony where they had the beat where he almost died. Yeah. I'd have been like, okay, I'm fine. Like, I'm not happy that he's gone because, like, I don't think he should die, period. I think you yeah. kill Cap and you put Tony in that mentor role going forward. But it would have like, felt earned. Yes, but it would have felt earned because he had, he's got, well, I mean, Tony Stark, Iron Man has the most complete arc out of any character in the MCU, mm. probably by a long shot. Although, argument could be made for Thor and Cap, too. Like, the, the yeah. three core Avengers really have, like, the most story behind them at this point. So you're the most emotionally invested in them. So. Yeah. See, the thing is, though, that was my one little like qualm was that I didn't think there was enough with Cap and ScarJo and like, um, I mean, Natasha and all the others. And like the vision, I was a little like, even though I liked it, I was a little disappointed in like the vision Scarlet Witch romance just all of a sudden being a thing again. Not again, but like being a thing. But that's the same kind of hand wavy shit as Gamora and Peter, where it's like there's been a time yeah, skip, so like we didn't, we didn't see everything that happened between them. And it is canon that the two of them do hook up, as weird as it is that she more or less dates a walking Hitachi vibrator. But like that's, I know some women that would be perfectly happy to date. Yeah, so do I. Date so, their Hitachi. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Especially when it's like Paul Bettany's voice that's coming out of it, I guess. Like that would be, yeah. That man is just like gifted by God. If there is a God, like he really likes Paul Bettany because not only does he get to go home to Jennifer Connelly, but he's a superhero in the Marvel like cinematic universe who gets to make out with Elizabeth Olsen. He and Jennifer Connelly are together? Yeah, they're married in real life. That's why she's the voice of fucking Peter's suit. Because he yep. was the voice of Jarvis for like uh, years and years. And okay. then when they got her, when he bump, got bumped up to like, I get to be Vision now. And Peter got his suit. They were yep. like, yeah, let's bring his wife in. And it's Jennifer Connelly. So That's awesome. Andy's about to be the villain in uh, Solo as well. Is he? Yeah. He's he's in the new, the most recent trailer. He's got like the like scars down his face. Oh, right. Oh, cool. That's Paul, yeah. Okay, yeah. So like, fuck Paul Bettany. Like you fucking. He's doing fine. <laughs> rich piece of shit (laughs) yeah but i just yeah i i know that they're setting up a lot for the next movie but i think that my biggest gripe was leaving us to think that like treating the audience like we knew this wasn't going to be like that we thought this was going to be permanent yeah all of us were like i almost would have preferred and I, i will say this i almost would have preferred that tony died instead of the snap and that everybody felt lost by... That's a better cliffhanger, for yeah, sure. Yeah, to me, because like that could be real. And then bring Tony back, but kill Cap, but have the snap happen about like just really early into the next movie. Like, just mm-hmm. boom. Just have it happen and have the shock value. The snap's a very iconic cliffhanger moment, though. Like, it's... Yeah, it happens at the end of one issue, and then the next issue picks up. Yeah. I understand, like, not wanting to subvert that trope you know what i mean like that's the one where i'm like if you're gonna end the thanos like infinity saga like cliffhanger like in between the two i'm like if you don't do the snap like yes it would be whatever the snaps like the 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 logical like Mm -hmm. point to cut you know what i mean so but wait holy shit what if they what if they do the snap everybody disappears and then tony dies from his injury thinking that he lost that would be cool how fucking rough would that I, have they would they the can't audience. do that to us at this point you know what i mean like he's the center line of the whole fucking franchise oh. now you can't kill him thinking he's lost like it would be i would be a huge subversion and very interesting but like people would be fucking furious people would lose their <laughs> yeah, fucking really, minds would, at be... that. like kevin feige would have to go into hiding for years <laughs> I would have been I I furious. Been I would have been like, that is fucking really bold. They did that and like been very impressed that they did that. But I still would have been like, fucking like he died for nothing, really. Like, like he didn't, he thought he'd lost and then he died. Like, oh, that's a rough, rough death. I'm not arguing with you that like as a story mm. beat, that's very compelling. <laughs> but like, Jesus, that's a, that's a rough fucking like yeah. program somebody through. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I I had a couple of gripes here and there. I mean, I did not enjoy Peter Dinklage. We've talked about this. I just thought he was a waste. Um, the thing is that, like, I love Peter, and I, I think that like he's he's a worthwhile actor. But I hate it when he puts on that friggin' British accent. And like, I love Tyrion Lannister. I think he's great, but I just I don't know. Well, the thing is, in Westeros, isn't England kind of thing, right? And I don't know. So uh, he can get away with it to an extent, but I guess, you know, like Asgard and the seven or nine realms or whatever are supposed yeah. to be a little bit more British for whatever reason. And Kenneth Branagh, man, that's, that's pretty much the only, well, yeah. actually Stan Lee. Yeah. Stan Lee originally, like, like at least they speak in like understandable English. Cause like, there's a lot of thousand those like, you know what I mean? Kind of yeah. like in uh comic, even, even to, even to this day, which like kind of makes like sometimes makes yeah. Thor books just like, 
really tough to fucking sit through. So, which is too bad because I'm very into the character right now, like the last year or so. And I'm just like, I go to read the books and I'm like, yeah. oh, fuck with this verily thou shit. Like, just yeah. space opera. Yeah, shit. like I'm just kind of over it. But yeah, so. um, let's talk about the next thing. What would you change? Because this seems like it le- it's leading into what we've been talking about. Like, what would you, what would you have changed? What would you have updated? I mean, I already said I'd introduce the Black Order earlier for sure. And you know, that's not necessarily what I'd change in this movie. But I wasn't perfectly happy with how they dealt with Thanos in terms of like his physicality and his voice. Like the writing and the motivation was there for the most part. I still think that they needed to modulate down his voice a little bit to make it a little more just menacing and not just yeah josh brolin talking out of a giant purple dude i kind of wanted a little bit more like clancy brown out of his performance like a little bit more like gravelly kind of like booming you know what i mean like yeah i think i think doing some like post modulation on it would have enhanced it like just base it up a little bit but i thought his performance actually considering it was like a hundred percent like mocap performance i thought it was really well done and like they animated the character pretty well considering yeah, his performance was serviceable. I was pretty happy with the character's like animation and, and rendering and everything. The mm. other thing was I don't understand why he loses the helmet and the armor in like the first 15 minutes of the movie. I think he looks way better with both of those on. I get that maybe they're trying to say something about like, oh, he's like just so overconfident at this point because he's got, you know, two stones that he doesn't think he needs it anymore or whatever. But I just don't. He kind of shows that he doesn't, though. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah, but I don't think he looks as cool. Like he's no, not as imposing without that helmet and that like chest piece. Yeah, agreed. I was disappointed when he took it off too, and like when they show him in the end again in flashbacks, I was like, especially when you get that clear light yeah. shot of him on Gamora's planet, I was like, oh, that looks really fucking good. Why is he not wearing that? As, at least, especially yeah. at least in like the final battle the sequences. Battles, yeah, like when he goes Titan, Titan onwards for sure. Well, I thought yeah. like I, I can understand him not having it on Titan because he kind of gets surprised on Titan. But like I can totally when he goes to Earth, I'm like, yeah, you're going into a fucking war zone. You should put your war gear on. You know what I mean? But yeah. at that point, he's got five fucking infinity stones on him. Like he's yeah, I omnipotent. Like there's not anything that's going to touch him. So I agree that like he looked way better with the armor on, but. They decided not to have him in it for whatever fucking reason. And there you go. Yeah. yeah. And the only big one for me is the location of the soul stone. Again, we've had 18 movies. We couldn't, the soul stone couldn't have fucking been somewhere that we've seen before. Yeah. But like, come on, man, that red skull shit was amazing. Yeah. Right. Like that, that was a really good pull. That was like, actually, you know what? I, I moment wise, just him unveiling himself. I was like, Oh yeah. fuck. Cause it hints at death too which was really cool because they don't touch on like the comic thanos's obsession with like the incarnation of death like he's in love with that kind of thing. Yeah, was a woman. but like when it floats in at first you're like oh shit they're gonna do death but then it, like you get the skull come in and it's still kind of like a death-ish image but it mm-hmm. turns out to be red skull and it's like all right i'm fucking down for yeah no that was great yeah, yeah that was, was one amazing. of those things that i like yeah. just totally subverted my expectation like i had no idea what to expect I had no fucking expectation that they were going to bring Red Skull back, but I was like, as soon as they did, there was like, this is perfect. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And like, that's my my big regret will be like, if he doesn't get to interact with Chris Evans again as Cap, like that's, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, like the fact that they never got a chance to do like a, like a modern Captain America versus like reincarnated Red Skull story in the movies is a little bit disappointing because the Red Skull is a super iconic Cap villain. Like he's his most iconic villain. And like to have him not show back up in like the modern world or whatever is just feels weird to me. Yeah. But him showing up, I was like, ha, nice. 
That's yeah. amazing. I'm so happy he's back. Like that's such a good Yeah, because he was one of, if not the best villain of phase one. And so like to oh, have man. him back was great. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's inarguably the best villain of phase one. So let's uh let's move because we're gonna be on to uh really the the last question that I had before just like final thoughts. What are your suspicions for the next film? Like what are what are the plot things you think are gonna happen? I like Mark's idea of having like a big time jump and I'm kinda hoping for that too, like that we get you know, a couple of years, like sort of maybe not without the Avengers, but, you know, sort of the aftermath of what happened kind of thing mm-hmm. before they are actually able to write it. I hope that they don't sort of erase that time period and that, you know, they actually have everybody come back and have really lasting effects on the universe because that's I'm just a fucking continuity nerd. That's the kind of shit that I want to see. Yeah. I hope at least Loki and Heimdall stay dead. What a thing to say. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> It'll just cheapen the whole fucking thing if they're not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, anybody up to and including Gamora not staying dead, I'm going to be like, I know they're probably like, they're going to bring Gamora back. That's kind of like a kind of a given. But I think anybody before her that dies, I'm like, I think they should stay dead. Like, I also think like Vision should stay dead unless they really like retcon and rebuild him kind of thing. Because, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think Vision's going to stay dead because of all the work that Shuri does with him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's totally possible. It becomes yeah. kind of like... Maybe maybe he downloaded a copy of himself into her system or something like that. Or, or, yeah. That's what I yeah, mean, yeah. Because yeah. uh, they were Ooh. talking, there was so much on like Vision being, you know, he's more Vision than he is the stone now, blah, blah, blah. And they, they talked about that like three or four times. I'm like, okay, so he's going to come back and just be able to be Vision. If she stone. did make a copy of him, though... That we get, is we get like a, well, a vibranium yeah, uh, powered vision now. Well, no, well, he is. He already is vibranium. That that body was made out of vibranium. Um, did you guys not see what she did? Did what? What? What did she do? She made a copy of him, right? It, well, yeah, she broke the last thing. Yeah. When they were breaking in, and then grabbed and ran. Oh no, she didn't. She got her ass beat. Yeah, but like she finished the surgery. No, I'm. Uh, I don't know that it was clear that she I don't finished know. the finish the, the procedure watch it again. he still had the stone on him so like how did she she didn't finish it i thought she got interrupted the other stuff i i want to know we already talked about this a little bit but sort of what the fate of the gauntlet and the stones are like whether the gauntlet is still usable whether the stones are still at full power or whatever after thanos's snap and i really want to see us come out of the fourth or whatever avengers 4 ends up being titled with a new avengers team and at least one core avenger dead just just for gonna be steve yeah i think could be steve i think at this point they've given tony like his moment where he almost kicked it and so i don't think it's gonna end up being him so i think it's it's uh it's gonna be steve i mean there could be like they could subvert us and do like do thor maybe but i don't know if they would do that i think that franchise is revitalized to the point now where they're like i think we have to get at least one more movie out of him so I don't think Thor goes, you know what but, I mean? Unfortunately. But maybe this was already in the can by the time the Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok. Yeah, out, no, it's, so. it's entirely possible. It's absolutely possible that they, they wipe Thor out too, which yeah. would be, I'd be very disappointed with Thor dying just because like, I think he's a good bridge to the cosmic side of things. Or Banner. Like, they fucking kill Banner. I could see Ooh. him, I could actually see him killing Hulk. Yeah. Like really like the, the end fight being like him taking down Hulk and then 
taking down Steve and like that, those are the two big deaths at the end of the movie. And like, Tony and Thor survive kind yeah. of thing. Or like they're able to like, you know, kill Thanos or defeat him or something like that. But Hulk is like mortally wounded in the process or something. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be too bad because I don't want him to kill that Hulk because I, I would like to see more of Ruffalo playing Hulk because like he hasn't had his, I mean, he obviously hasn't had his own movie and like, yeah. so you only get him as like a bit part in like a bunch of other stuff. And I love him playing Banner and they haven't resolved him and Natasha's bullshit yet. So yeah. like that needs to get worked out. So it was pretty fun seeing him in the Hulkbuster though. Yeah, he looked like he was having fun. Was fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. I, is uh, I'm I'm really eager to see what the the new team is going to end up being. Like, my hope is that it'll be like maybe Ant Man, T'Challa, Strange, maybe one or two of the originals that are still kicking around. Yeah. I think maybe after this, even if Tony is still alive, he's like out of the game for a while or something like that he's like yeah. look guys this just took too much of a toll on me yeah. i think i, I think you have an anymore. easy give i think iron heart like i think you give shuri the iron man or like yeah. have her create her own iron man armor and she becomes like another avenger yeah and iron spider ends up on that team too and like, yeah i think absolutely spider-man is like and maybe you put war or you put war machine on there instead of tony or something mm-hmm. yeah and yeah and then if Steve Rogers does die, then you end up with Bucky is cap with Bucky yep. is cap or even or even as White Wolf. Yeah. To start. Or you actually have him do uh, you could do Sam as cap too. not Sam uh, Falcon's Falcon. cap. That's yeah. Sam, right? Yeah, yeah. That's Sam Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, Sam Wilson. Yeah, uh, Falcon Cap. He's been capped too. So like that's the, that's where I'm like, I don't know which, which way they go because like they have two people who have taken up the mantle in lieu of Steve either being dead or depowered in the comics now. And mm-hmm. they're both still kind of, well, I mean, they're both snapped, but like they're still, they'll, they'll come back and be in play in the next movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. no, I think I agree with Tim with that. Tony is just gonna, he's gonna, he's talked about how he wants a son. Now he's got his mentees. He's got, you know, he's made his uh, peace with the Avengers, even though he's technically not one right now because of, well, there is no technical Avengers team right now. Right? Like they're all broken up. Yeah, there's no technical Avengers. But I think that he's going to like put his mask just down and be like, "Call me." Like they gave they gave him the easy play, right? He's had that chess piece that's kind of feeding the nano. Doesn't need to be there. Yeah, anymore. He just takes it off and tosses it. You know what I mean? Like he hands it to Shuri. Be like, here, see what you can do with it, and that's the end, right? Like he walks away. So yeah, yeah. So like, I think there's like a bunch of really fun places for this still to go with Tony, but I I don't think he's going to die. I think that too many fans would be like absolutely furious, devastated. Like Steve Rogers, he's too good. You know, like he will die because he doesn't have anyone really besides Bucky. I can actually see them giving him kind of like a weird happy ending. Like Steve, like, yes, he dies, but maybe he ends up in that weird other kind of place or something in the soul stone with Peggy or something like that. Or, yeah, or he ends up in the soul stone eternally in fucking combat with the red skull. You know what I mean? Like that's just his fate is just to fight for as long as he exists. Yeah, that would be and, fucked. But, like, if you're going to subvert it, like, he gets stuck in there with the Red Skull. and or he, gets, he gets stuck on Voramine or something like that. Yeah, yeah. or something. Something, yeah. Like, yeah. imagine the two of them having to bitch at each other for eternity, guiding people to the next, like, to the Soul Stone, which the Soul Stone would probably be destroyed or at least whatever, but that's their fate. They're stuck, locked in fucking eternal combat, like Batman and the Joker or something <laughs> ridiculous. So <laughs> That's, yeah, that would be very sad. <laughs> Yeah, but if you're going to go for the sad ending with Cap, like, that's the sad ending. You can give him the happy ending and, like, stick him, like, have him go back in time and, like, be with Peggy properly, you know what I mean? And have that, like, terrible scene. I, I can see the terrible scene where Tony's walking down the street in the park and they've aged Chris Evans to be 97 or something like that and they just nod at each other and that's it. But yeah, that's a little tropey for my taste. I think that's a little too saccharine. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
I like that there'll be actual stakes to this. I think Steve has to die. So I agree with you. I think that I think that Steve will die. I think that there will have to be some reconciliation about just like what that means having him dead and like what that means for Bucky, what that means for who leads Sam, and Tony. Tony and like the relationship that they have. I think that Cap's going to die in Tony's arms. I would assume that that would be the way to go because like they're kind of the, the, the core of the the team yeah. right like it's those two that there are two personalities that have been like at the forefront of all these movies and like they're the, the their conflict is what leads into civil war and like in steve uh in tony's arms or in bucky's arms no i think it's gonna be tony's wow. arms with bucky and falcon there mm. yeah yeah and they can do like a battle for the cow thing where the two of them just like fight it out to decide who gets to take up that shield i don't think uh yeah that would be a cool movie <laughs> like right right afterwards yeah they just start fighting <laughs> five it. minutes after it's, it's, totally, no, it's mine. It totally, yeah totally my makes shield. sense the way the two of them have interacted so far because they kind of like just give each other endless shit so it totally makes sense to be like no i'm gonna be cap like no i'm gonna be cap and they walk and away Cap's arguing like, about it yet he's just like um yeah i'm not dead I feel he's, happy. he's like you know what Feel happy. Fuck both those guys. Give the shield to fucking Peter. Like let's let make him fucking <laughs> Captain Can you imagine America. What a play. Captain Iron Spider. Yeah, Captain exactly. Spider. Nope, nope. Didn't work out first. No, nope, not, nothing. There's no combinations that work no. really because Spider America. Nope, doesn't work. <laughs> Captain Man. Nope. Captain Spider. I guess, but like that's. <laughs> no. Nope. No. No. None of that, none of that works. Because you know he's got a hand on the shield at some point over the next course. Like he's gonna Spy- Spider America. No, like I'm done. You're done. You're done. Spider America. Yeah, we're done. We're, you're starting that fight again. We had at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> no, I just I think that there's going to be a very depressing end, but Steve will die. Steve has had his time, and Steve is sad. He never really quite fit in. If you think about his life, how fucking shitty from his perspective his life yeah. has been. Like he was a weakling until he became Captain America, and then everybody around him from that point forward, yeah, dies. Like he lives through a war, he dies, gets resurrected completely out of time, finds out the woman yeah. he loves is dead. His best friend is also now like a brainwashed super soldier villain to him. Yeah, who's been just like fucked with. Yeah, and his new family kind of like betrays him and turns their back on him in Civil War. Like he's had a shit fucking run since he's gotten out of the ice. So well, if he wasn't such a sanctimonious prick, maybe they wouldn't have turned on him. Well, so that's kind of my point about this whole Superman thing. Fan. Shocking <laughs> from the Superman fan. <laughs> And that's that's my point about this whole Cap thing is that Cap has made his amends in the ways that he can save with Tony. Like he's he's made himself a peace and like, you know, he's struggling but at the same time he's found his friend again and he's made amends with Wakanda and Natasha and like all these people are there to have his back. I think that he's ready to die. I do kind of want to see like the Secret Avengers shit that they were doing in between like him and I think uh, we will. Black Widow. Yeah. And like Sam Wilson bombing around, just beating up terrorists and shit. I think That's we're going to get comic flashbacks. Right there. I think, I mean, it'd be sad if we didn't. Yeah, it would kind of suck, but, but either way. Mm-hmm. No, I have I have a lot of faith that, that we're actually going to get something. Well, they stuck the landing here pretty yeah. fucking well. So I don't, I have yeah. complete faith in Marvel at this point yeah. that they'll like, the next one will be at least just as good as this. So I think it's going to be far more emotional. I think this one had the comedy that we, you know, we've grown to love with Marvel. I think the next one is going to be a lot more intense. If I get one more joke about Peter being like, hey, remember that really old movie, whatever, I'm going to just walk out. Really? That was that was a step too far for me. I liked that they fucking lampshade hung it, though. Yeah. Like, that Tony turned around and was like, hey, I'm fucking enough. Yeah, all right? Like, not one more pop yeah. culture. No more. None of this and, shit. And like, the fact that the alien <laughs> thing actually worked, I was like, 
excellent good i'm glad that this like you know just ridiculously powered guy could be sucked out of an air vent just like anyone else <laughs> yeah, I was like totally much. down for it. Yeah, it's fair. They almost killed Doctor Strange in the fucking process. So like, if it weren't for yeah. Peter being like that fast, it was they yeah. were pretty fucked for a second. Yeah. And if he didn't have those legs, he'd be ultra fucked. They'd both be dead. Yeah, really. he's like, what are these? Yeah, that was. Yeah, <laughs> I've never liked the Iron Spider costume. Like when they introduced it in the comics, I thought it looked stupid. They did a really good job updating it for this. Like, it's a nice blend of like a real Spider-Man costume, like a, a standard kind of regular six one six spider-man costume plus like hints at superior spider-man and the ben riley spider-man and the iron spider-man suit like it's a nice mm-hmm. mashup of all this yeah. stuff and the fact that they didn't do the stupid three-leg thing like they did in the original civil war like comic like that original costume only had three legs and looked ridiculous the mm-hmm. fact that he had four and the fact that it was used really well I thought no, he really- had six no he had four i think three on either side no it was four it was two on either side I've seen it three times. It's there's uh, it's two on either side. Yeah, okay. Either way, it's like it was a cool effect, and they they used it pretty well. I still don't know where it went. It, it disappears in the transformer space at some point, but like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. It's a comic book movie. What are you gonna do? Well, I still like. I'm I'm pumped to see what they do. I think that we're gonna have some heartbreak. I think there's gonna be some pretty heartbreaking moments, and I think it's it's gonna give us some finite, depressing moments in this like. In what is to be like the final chapter for a lot of them. I don't think we're done with Thor. I think that after the fun he had with Taika, he's now the character's been revitalized. I could see him doing one or two more movies or even just like playing yep. with like the new gang who's going to become the Avengers, like the main, like being a guide. I don't think that we're done seeing growth with the Hulk. I think that we still need to see him and Mark Ruffalo. Why don't I remember his character name right now? Bruce Banner. Oh my God. Bruce Banner become allies and like the shifts between that. I think that relationship needs to build. Yeah. Cap has nowhere to go. And Tony, we want to see have a happy ending because he's struggled. Tony has struggled and he needs a way to like find calm and peace. He needs to walk away knowing somebody's fucking watching the ship. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why I just, I don't think that it's, I think the one that makes sense and the one that is going to hurt the most at this point is cap because cap is done. Yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah. No, I think that's, yep. I think cap is the one that needs to go. And, uh, I hope that they actually pull the trigger on it. I am going to be pretty unhappy if we walk out of, which seems mean to say, but if I'm walking out of Avengers 4 and all of the core Avengers have survived, I'm going to... Nobody's going to be happy about that. There's just going to be no stakes. Yeah, agreed. That point. Yep. No I one, will agree. No one would be happy about that turn. Oh, no. There will be people that will be super pissed off about uh, Steve Rogers. There will be, you know, Steve Rogers stands that will lose their fucking minds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Fair enough. But yeah, I think that we're going to, again, we're going to see some some sadness. Yep. So that's my predictions. Do you guys have, let's just do final thoughts because this is, I think we got to wrap this up. You want to do like ratings? Yeah, let's give ratings. That's a good idea. I want to, I want Tim's, I want Tim's first. I'm probably sitting at like a nine out of 10. There was enough stuff to, that took away from it for me not to give it, you know, a, a totally perfect score, but the gripes I had were relatively minor. I thought that it 
did a really good job overall, treated all the characters pretty well. The one thing we didn't really even talk about was the effects just because they were Oh like, yeah, they were flawless. phenomenal. Yeah. I think that they nailed the cosmic sort of setting of the whole thing really well, um, which isn't something, I mean, we've seen it a bit in the Guardians movies, but not to really the same scale that we've seen it here. Yeah, this was very much like the other world stuff started to take on like a level of detail that like the modern Star Wars or modern Star Trek movies are sort of like to have taken on. And I thought that was to the movie's benefit. Like it, everything felt lived in and believable. Like it wasn't just like yeah. a bunch of rocks on like in front of a green screen kind of thing. Like it, it looked yeah. really good. So yeah, it was totally worth seeing in 3d. Yeah. It really, they nailed that like cosmic, like grandiose operatic kind of feel mm-hmm. to it. But yeah, I said it either met or successfully subverted all of my expectations, which were pretty fucking high to begin with. I will say the things that bothered me did bother me on my rewatch. I did see it twice and the stuff that like bothered me the first time I was like, maybe I'll be able to overlook that next time. But like, it still stuck out to me kind of thing on the second watch through. So that's why it's maybe like not number one on my MCU movie list, but it's with it's it's top three for sure. Yep. What about you, Mark? This is a 10 to me. Like this is as good as this kind of movie can be. I think like, I don't think you're going to get a giant superhero crossover movie that like accomplishes everything that this movie accomplished and still be not a fucking nightmarish disaster mess. Yeah. Like the fact that they managed to pull this off with like a pretty high level of aplomb is like very laudable in terms of like, just like the logistics of putting this movie together must've been fucking nuts. (laughs) And they just, they stuck the landing like crazy. Maybe it wasn't a perfect landing. Like, yes, there's some flaws Mm -hmm. here. But if you're going to be like, put me in front of the ultimate comic book movie, well, this is fucking it. You know what I mean? Like, this is just like all this insanity, all these characters, everybody hitting like and interacting. And it was shockingly well written and directed and they stuck the landing. And I'm ecstatically happy with how this movie turned out because I was like not worried because I have a lot of faith in Marvel. But there was like a little hint in the back of my mind. that was like this could go sideways pretty easily. And none of the stuff that I thought was like could really severely hamper this movie happened. Mm-hmm. So I think they did a good job. And they brought fucking Red Skull back, which is still like was the like my favorite yeah. reveal. And like, yeah, that was a high point. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, they brought him back. That is that is amazing. Yep. Good on you. I agree. Yeah. For me, I think I'd give it a solid like nine. I thought there were things that could have been improved on. I thought there were there was um some stuff I was kinda like, eh, it was a little predictable at times, but overall like that's very small things to say because I, I did genuinely think that they the pacing was fantastic in my opinion. The fact they were able to fit in all of these storylines and make us care equally about all of these characters and like there was a lot to be said for trying to fit in there was like eight different main storylines going on. Yeah, the movie's fucking crazy dense. Like that that's something we didn't talk about at length, but like the fact that they managed to put all of that in there and still have a movie that is paced like it is breathlessly paced like you're just it's always moving like you're never really like you pause maybe twice yeah with the exception of the inevitably or scenes like it didn't feel anywhere near as long as it was for me yeah yeah and that for me like is a sign of a good movie is that you're enjoying yourself you're engaged you're still feeling like uh, like it's you're not checking your watch you're not trying to see if like you know oh you're confused and wondering you know when the next plot point's going to come that's a sign of a good film yeah even on rewatch i wasn't looking at my watch like now I've mostly sat through it three times i'm like no. each time it feels like it flies by in like maybe 90 minutes two hours kind of thing like it does not feel like a two and a half two and three quarter no. hour movie at all so it's yeah. super enjoyable 
And yeah. that's why for me, it's, it's a nine. It's, you know, probably my, my favorite, one of my favorite Marvel movies at this point, definitely sitting in like, I will, I want to say it's my favorite, but it's such a close call between Black Panther and Ragnarok that like, I don't think I can even like, <laughs> I don't know. I just loved them all. And this one was the most tense I felt in a while watching it, watching a movie. Yeah, yeah, to do a good job on the suspense thing. I will say, like, it's tough to rate this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, sort of isolated, right? Because, like, it's so, because it is so serialized and so dependent on everything that came before it. Oh, and that's the thing. So, like, we were talking, we we had a we had a little technical issue and had, like, a, 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 yeah. a second of offline chat before we got back into the actual episode. But, like, we were talking about it taking a bit of critical heat for being, like, like requiring too much back knowledge and stuff like that. I'm like, but that's exactly what this movie is supposed to be. Like, this is... Yeah, the culmination of 18 movies. So like, yeah, there's you need to kind of understand the backstory. So like, this is the one movie where you have to shut up about that kind of shit. Like, just let us have our fun and go see fucking something else. You know what I mean? If you're going to bitch about it. Yeah. It's like saying I didn't enjoy the series finale because I hadn't watched any of the other episodes of that TV show kind of thing. My friend Blake posted on Facebook like the next day or something like that. And it was like my, the best thing I I had was like, Oh yeah. Jumping into infinity war is confusing. If you haven't seen the other 18 movies, but so is what reading chapter 19 of a book. If you haven't read the first fucking 18 chapters. So like, (laughs) yeah, you're skipping to the end of a huge story now. Like that's what this is. It's like, this is the end of this huge story and it's It's going to take two fucking years to tell it. And this year is going to be, God, I hope I have a lot of fun in the interim because Jesus is going to be a long fucking wait to find out what's going on there. I, so. I, I want it to come a lot. Oh, faster. my God. Yeah. The only time I felt like this was like when they flipped the Joker card at the end of Batman Begins, where I was just like, mm-hmm. I just watched that now. Like, I need to see yeah. that fucking now. <laughs> I know. But like this one, like, he did the snap and I'm like, oh, shit, all this, this like it's going to fall apart. I need where's my sequel? Like, I need to go to sleep. For, can I put, put about a coma? I think a coma for a year would be the way to go. Yeah, that was the thing was when uh, when we found out that Mark didn't was not spared by Thanos, we were like, well, you get to like skip a year. So maybe you come back and the movie's just there. And bonus, you get to skip a year of the Trump presidency. There's that, too. Although maybe, maybe you don't get to see him uh, get taken down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be an awesome schadenfreude moment for me if, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool, though, if I could skip this year because I was snapped out of existence. It means I would get three Marvel movies like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I would just yeah, wake up to... Wake up, like, all right, let's go to the video store and video get all... What the fuck? All right, Grandpa. Let's go, let's go to the Blockbuster. Yeah, we didn't tell you in those next... In that year, <laughs> the internet is gone and Blockbuster is back. <laughs> Yeah, the the guy that got the guy that runs the internet also got yeah, uh, got blinked out of existence. Yeah, <laughs> Bill Gates got snapped too. The internet went away. No, Al Gore. Oh my god, Al Gore. Al Gore got snapped. Yeah, <laughs> the internet went away. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Ugh, just fucked. So I don't know, guys. I'm I was very happy with it, and I'd love to hear what other people thought because, like, I find it really interesting when people have gripes with stuff like that two two of us really love and one of us like really likes like i I always (laughs) like to hear people actually didn't enjoy it because uh to me that's fascinating like one i don't know how you wouldn't enjoy this film but um i want to know what the fuck's wrong with you if you didn't like this that's my thing (laughs) yeah so so i'm gonna be confrontational about it like you need to explain to me what the fuck is wrong with your head if you didn't like yeah the beginning of the episode was dense (laughs) for a few seconds there Uh, Come on, you didn't you couldn't tell we were clearly joking yeah, at that point as I'm laughing joking. my ass off the entire time. Yeah. yeah. Soup's clear. Soup's clear, you guys. Yeah. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. And if you didn't, I want to know why, because you might have been blind or like lost hearing in one year. Like I just don't I don't understand how else you could make that 
make that work for yourself. So that's uh, that's what I've got. Uh, do you guys want to say anything as we get ready to leave? Any any final final thoughts? Or is that it? I didn't need to be told twice that Thanos can snap his fingers and remake the universe. That 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 they hammered me yeah, over the head with that one, and I was like, no, I didn't need to hear that twice. I'm just trying to think if we missed anything. Like it's such a dense movie. <laughs> I got it. I got it the first time. Thanks though. You're like, no, I get it. Hey, we got through the episode without me killing you. So like, like let's just end the episode now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Chris, yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, guys, this has been fun. And um, it sounds so, like, just dead. Anyway, um, this has been Dance Robot Dance, episode 94. And you can find us online if you, you know, if you haven't discovered us on more than one platform. We are on Stitcher, which is where you can listen to us uh, on the interwebs. You can find us on all the social media stuff like Facebook at DRD podcast on Twitter at DRD underscore podcast. Um, oh wait, Facebook is dance robot dance podcast. My apologies. You can email us at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com. We've also, uh, we're also on the, uh, iTunes store. If you want to give us a rating, <laughs> is this your first so fucking time doing dying. this? What is going and, on over there? Christy? Jesus. I know. 94 I know, goddamn I episodes. Know. You so at least 30. I know I'm dying. <laughs> and, uh, am I missing anything guys? Anyway, this is a good time to end it. So thanks for listening, everybody. I promise next time it won't be boring. Um, say bye to everybody, Mark. Have a good night, guys. Go see Affinity War again, because uh, it's worth going to see And uh, say good night, Tim. Somebody tell me what the Soul Stone does, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is Christy signing off, and this has been a pleasure. We'll talk to you next time, and I'm trying to think of a song that we can do to play ourselves out. <laughs> Usually we sing. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel fine. And I feel fine. Except he says, and I feel, and then he snapped yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, man. Michael Stipe got snapped, too? <laughs> I got super snipe. This super world's snapped. not even worth living in anymore, then. Fuck it. <laughs> Probably I got to indulge my cock nerd a little bit this week.